0: Robert Yakom, Yacob. Yacob. Yeah. It's Jacob with an I. So confusing. I see. Like, then, What'd you say uh,
1: nationality, that is? Romanian. Romanian. Yeah. And you were born in Romania? Or your my, parents my were? My
0: parents were immigrants. I was born in Los Angeles.
1: Oh, for some reason that must have went over my head. How come you guys didn't stay out there?
0: They road tripped out to Missouri like... 20 years ago and like this place looks beautiful so they decided to, to move to springfield and then raise like a family there i mean it was just it was their call <laughs> ultimately like you know parents make decisions and you just got to live life and yeah
1: I, i'm i'm grateful for the way i was raised right and i love missouri that's the good the day. yeah so you drove three hours right to get yeah. here yeah this podcast the airbnb master robert Jacob. yeah there you go i got it now yeah okay cool so you came to missouri at what age i was like four I believe I was as soon as
0: I can have like memories like conscious memories
1: So you have no memories of Los Angeles? No,
0: I have pictures, you know, that's that's about it And what part of Los Angeles were you? Orange County.
1: Oh, yeah, that's such a nice place.
0: Yeah Do you ever wish they would have just stayed there? I mean not really I mean my life has played out like the events that have happened in my life Like I'm grateful for the way they I guess developed and I know it would not be the same if I was in LA
1: Yeah, so when in your timeline did you eventually get into Airbnb? That happened recently. It happened like
0: within the past two years, um, and it happened in a way that like I wasn't expecting it. Like, you know, when I looked at my, I guess my future, you know, growing up, I would have never thought hospitality or Airbnb or like accommodation would be how I make money. Right. So it's just what really drew me to the idea was you can build a system, and you can build like a machine that just works. And you know, that's where you invest your capital, invest resources and time, yeah. and you just leave it. And then that's really what made it so enticing for me.
1: Right, and are you buying the properties or are you renting them? Renting them. Renting the properties. So,
0: yeah, the cost to get into this when you're leasing is, is a frac- is fraction of what it would cost you to purchase property, put 20% down. Um, and it's just so much more scalable. Now, obviously there's pros and cons to buying and renting. Right. Obviously when you own the property, you own real estate, you build equity, you can eventually own the home outright and then pull a HELOC against it. Or there's so many ways you can play that, it's powerful. Um, but in the sense, like my vision with, with what I'm doing is I wanna get to a point where I, I'm making 300 grand a month in, in this Airbnb revenue, the short-term rental revenue, and I can get there so much faster by just leasing the properties. It Makes sense. Now, yeah. would
1: you ever do, like do people in the Airbnb space do uh, rent-to-owns then? Yeah. So
0: that's something I'm looking at right now, actually. Yeah. It's funny you mentioned that I have uh, with this whole, you know, pandemic, that's just like, it's, it's the new angle I'm looking at right now. So, um, in like in the process of getting, um, uh, like a land, a land contract on one of the properties that I'm renting, I'm renting three units out of a triplex. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to try to buy that property with a rent to own uh, land contract, like seller financing. And then I'm going to propose this idea to a few of the other landlords that I'm renting from, but just no banks, nothing. It's just you're dealing with with, with
1: the other person. It's that's really the move. Yeah, that's the move. And just yeah. everyone watch on YouTube to be clear. I just got out of the shower. That's why I'm wearing the robe. That's why my hair is wet. <laughs> but anyway, how many properties do you have right now? We're currently at nine. Nine properties. Yeah. I guess back to the original question. When you first started, were you trying anything else besides? Because did you you dropped out of college or did you I dropped you out. dropped out of college? Yeah. And did you drop out of college? And then find Airbnb, or did you find Airbnb and then drop out of college?
0: I dropped out of college and found Airbnb. I was at, at a very interesting point in my, life, in my life because I'd sold Bitcoin at 20000 So, So I, I didn't. I owned like one Bitcoin. So I bought it at 11000 sold it at 20000 and then I, I'd made that money in like a week, a week's time. So right. it was just, I was sitting on this money that I needed to invest. And so that's why I started a YouTube channel and looked at... I was looking at different online income streams as well. I was looking at Shopify a little bit, and then I was looking at Amazon FBA. I had like a whole case study on that that I was gonna get into. Um, But it's just something that just, the opportunity just came into my life. It's one of those things that I didn't hesitate to act on it. Right. Um, A few reasons, mainly because I'd not seen or heard anyone doing it. Like there's the influencer scene on YouTube. There was like three people talking about this opportunity. And I saw my i guess my rise to influence being a lot more attainable versus jumping into like a already saturated space yeah. as far as just like the easiest way to make money online to talk about how to make money online right uh, and obviously through the youtube cpm for these uh, like finance
1: categories are just like through the roof Unreal. so yeah so was your first video on Bitcoin then? Cryptocurrency? It, it was like
0: a finance, like stock related video. I, I, Cause I, I started investing in stocks when I was 18. Mm-hmm. So and how old are you now? I'm 23. I'm almost 23. I'm, I'm 23 this month. So 22 right now. Yeah.
1: 22 and married.
0: Yeah. And yeah. married. Yeah. Hell yeah. That's, that's a, the purpose of life right there. Yeah. You found it early. Yeah. And I'm grateful for that. Absolutely. But just to go back to uh, like how I got into this, you know, I started managing my finances well at 18 like I realized I was going to school to be a nurse So I was gonna go like four years get a, you uh-huh. know get a degree that whole thing And then I was like I'm making more money trading stocks and like chemistry class Then I would be working a, a whole entire shift as a nurse, you know, right. I was like making 300 400 a day tr- day trading and I was like, why am I here? Like I couldn't even focus. I was looking at the teacher like she's going off I was like in my, my mind was somewhere else and then I realized in order for me to live the life that I wanted it wasn't following that traditional path of going to school. And this was like 2015. Like this was back when not going to college was like looked down upon. Yeah. All the adults in your life, they're like, you know, you're not going to school. You're going to be a miserable failure. Like it was just, I got all of it. And, you know, at the time I just took a leap of faith. I started working a job and I I got straight to work. I was like, look, you need money to make money. I understood that right away. And then, you know, I started working a manual labor job in a warehouse and I was able to stack up. I was living at home making like. 500 700 a week. Uh, It was like a production pay job. So it wasn't like a fixed hourly salary. Yeah, it it wasn't like an hourly rate. I was I was working and then getting paid based off of like how much work I did.
1: Do you remember when you were going to drop out? Did you like Google? Should I drop out or anything like that? I I knew it.
0: I I knew that because I guess I'd seen enough millennials or young adults in my life go to school, get the job and then they just got stuck. So I, I watched that happen enough times to observe it. And I realized like, that's not the way I want to live my life. Yeah. That,
1: but that's, that's it. What I did right there. Just Googled S- it. Second semester of college. I remember I was like studying for a test. And I'm like, this is crazy to even Google, but I'm just going to Google and see what pops up. Like, should I drop out of college? And I found a lot of great points. I remember one article is like, if you have any athletic ability at all, you can take the five years and the money you'd spend at college and the time you'd spend at college in those five years and invest it all in becoming a professional soccer player, baseball player, and you chances are you might get really if you if you're always constantly practicing for five years mm-hmm. and get so far ahead, but it's like you're saying you're making more money in the college class and you're paying to be there. Yeah,
0: exactly. <laughs> it just didn't make sense to me. I was like this. I, I want to say that i was thinking way faster than what the school system was like providing yeah like i was in class i was like why am i going to spend a semester learning how to do chemistry i mean i learned this on youtube in like two days yeah i, I learned more from youtube about chemistry than my like my, my college professor
1: right because so. the the process of getting the information into yeah. the teaching yeah. is yeah. By it's so time, slow by the time it's there it's gone because they said Information is doubling seven months. Mm-hmm. And if that's true when you become a doctor in seven months You're not gonna know half the stuff you're supposed to and that's crazy. i like, that's the
0: power of YouTube right now and, and that's you know, I'm grateful that I took that I think that decision to invest in like a camera and like a setup to start filming videos Oh, yeah, that ultimately opened up every opportunity that came afterwards. So like Airbnb um, Like that whole venture kind of seeded from me starting a YouTube channel and like I was like look I need to document something on here like I don't want to just, you know, run out of content talking about some like regurgitated information. So that is partially why I jumped into it. Like, so like I was so invested in it. Um, And it wasn't like at the beginning, like the profits weren't anything substantial. Mm -hmm. It was just like barely making profit at first. And then, you know, start making a couple hundred bucks profit. And you're like, okay, like this is, it's actually working. So, you know, I scaled that idea. And I think that me being on YouTube is partially like why I jumped into it like headfirst. And you know, obviously, I manage risk accordingly because, like, through this whole pandemic, I'm still making money. Right. You know, whereas like other businesses, you know, brick and mortars, they're just completely shuttered. They can't even turn a dollar in revenue.
1: Right. So. Thank, thank God when you dropped out, you didn't say I'm gonna I'm to start the best restaurant in town.
0: Yeah. No, no, no. I, I knew it had to be internet based. You know, yeah. I, I I see the progression and how like technology is advanced and, right. you know, anything that. I think online income is so enticing for anybody to like look at it and like try to make money cuz it, it you eliminate having a boss, you eliminate having uh set certain, location. Yeah, set location. Yeah. You always say location neutral income automation. Yeah. Yeah, I love that line.
1: It's so powerful. When you dropped out, did people start treating you differently? Like were there some were the were cuz I guess for me when I dropped out in people's eyes, I could see like anytime I talked about social media marketing or dropshipping, they kind of like glazed over. Mhm.
0: Yeah, you know, I don't have you know anyone that I was associated with or like hanging out with that I'd really talk to on a daily basis. I had a, f- a few close friends, but like as far as adults, yeah, they would they would tell me I made a mistake or they're like they're like you should have stayed in school. So from adults, you know, I I understood their perspective too. Like they don't understand what's happening with with business and with technology. Right. Like they don't see it the same way we do. So yeah, I just got away from those people though. That that is the ultimate, I guess. That's what separated me, like separated the gap, um, and helped me kind of just advance. Is just getting away from all that energy and all that like toxicity. It's just yeah, it could it could definitely like uh, change your direction very quickly,
1: easily if you let it. Yeah, if you let it. I I worked with a lot of people. I remember I dropped out of college and I got my old job back at Napoli mm-hmm. too, and I walk in and I'm telling everyone how excited I am. I'm like I'm boom to LA in a year. I'm just gonna work here. And this one guy, he was like 40 and he's been working there 20 uh, like 15 years. Mm-hmm. He's like. No, you're making, you need to get back to school. He started yelling at me right now. Yeah. Well, now he's on unemployment and oh, I'm geez. like, I'm like comfortable. So yeah. it's hey,
0: like, I, you know, at work, when I was working, uh, I'm glad I I joined the workforce at an early age. I was 18 when I got my like first professional job. I was working in a hospital. I was a phlebotomist drawing blood. Oh my God. So, like, my, my job was like to carry a, a box of needles all day and just shove them in people's arms. Oh, it was just gosh. like, I, I learned so much in that field. I'm so grateful that I was. I was there with a positive attitude every day, whereas my coworkers were miserable. They just walk in dragging their feet, complaining, "Oh, I got to go to work. Like yeah. it was just, I noticed that. And that didn't change when I got my job at the warehouse. Like I saw the same exact attitude, the same exact approach
1: to life. And I'm assuming they're way older than you. Yeah.
0: Oh, all these people were definitely right. like, these people have lived, they have kids like they're, you know, they're, yeah. it's just like their profession. Like they're, that's what they chose to do with their life. And, you know you know, there's young people that come like they're, they're in nursing school or something. They're going to go through and, and work that job at the hospital. But for me, um, it opened up my, my perspective to the workforce. And I realized really like really quickly that I wanted to be the one employing people, not the one working in the system that, you know, they need to work for,
1: for like a paycheck. Right. So, so when you, right, when you started getting Airbnb, would you say that you wouldn't have attacked Airbnb as hard as you did if you weren't on YouTube at the same time?
0: i think so you know i I think that's partially why you know like i was saying earlier i think that just having something to show others like right i can prove to you that i can make income on my own that is going to bring in an audience that's going to bring in a viewer because right now like the country we live in everyone like makes money by working a job and i get that all the time in my comments like you why don't you, like the haters, of like, why don't you just work a job like everyone else, you know? It's
1: always construction workers. Yeah. I
0: don't know if you, at least <laughs> I don't me, even pay attention. I just like, I don't even I disregard them.
1: Oh, you mean in like the YouTube yeah, comments? Yeah, the YouTube comments. When I was running Facebook ads for my personal brand, I'd get death threats all the time yeah. from construction workers. Like 80% of it, of the time, it was them. Their profile picture was just them and the, con- the construction of The hard hat. Yeah, yeah, the hard hat. I have nothing against, the, you know, I I think that people need to
0: work, obviously. Yeah. It, not everyone can can have this type of lifestyle or like right. make make money on their own. Like I realized when I quit my job, you know my my warehouse job I worked at um, for two years, and then I quit to pursue making money on my own. I realized that time management was the hardest thing. That right. uh, it took me three three to four months to even like do something. Right, and I was just like I was in like that analysis paralysis phase where I would just be absorbing information all day, but I would not do anything with it. And I was running out of money too. I was like yeah. I'm, I'm I'm going through this money. I'm living. I'm I need to do something and like kind of had my back against the wall with you know with life and then there's kind of had a breakthrough um but time management is definitely something that people need yeah and i know elon musk said this uh, in his podcast with joe rogan he's like the, the way to make a lot of money is to organize people and and uh that you know i i feel that and that's kind of where i'm at right now like i don't want to be working a job in my life i want to be providing jobs for people to work there you go and and that's the type of system that airbnb is like if you do everything right and and you set yourself up with a good solid foundation, you're gonna be, you know, helping others. Uh, like for example, the cleaners that now work for me or like now work uh, we work together. Um, they, you know, they're making money because I'm making money. Right. You know, so just like it's like an ecosystem.
1: And do you have any other property manager? Is there is it you communicating with all the people?
0: Yeah, it, it's not hard. Like I it's like getting a text message you just respond to it really quickly
1: Well, i'm sure sometimes it can be hard
0: Uh, yeah i mean you got to make decisions people always want they want a lower rate or they want to negotiate this or that which is like you've got to be firm have your protocols like have standard operating protocols in place and then don't veer away from them and it's just smooth yeah smooth sailing operation
1: so tell me about your first property my first property the landlord
0: is like 72 right now i think he's an old man he's graying um it's his only rental is that a house and it's a house. It's a two-bedroom one ba- one bathroom house. It's actually in a really nice neighborhood um, it's I would say it needs a remodel. Yeah, but it's it's doing the job like it, you know, it, it did 20,000 the first year and That's me without knowing I mean like if the landlord is gonna rent that property He's gonna make like eight, eighty two hundred bucks or whatever on rent mm-hmm. and I like doubled his rent in one year I was like this is crazy. So
1: that Almost pro- tripled
0: yeah, I know is it's it's very lucrative and I mean that was like 2018 moving in 2019 like Obviously the space is changing so quickly. Yeah, and you just have to adapt and yeah, there's always a way to, to make it through but um, Yeah, I'm grateful for him because that was like the social proof I needed to just go out and pitch other people
1: and I use them as a reference for you know, multiple oh, yeah. points it's
0: just like it accelerated the the scalability of everything
1: and okay so then you would be like 20 right when you got this first one Mm -hmm. 20
0: yeah i was i was a baby face man i was i was like no experience in business no experience in sales or anything like that i you know um I, i this venture teaches you a lot about rejection and like i used to hate Going like I, I would schedule a meeting to go like pitch somebody like let me Airbnb your property yeah and I would be in my car before that I would be like shaking like I, it was such an uncomfortable time and place right. and now it's just like second nature like I'll walk into like a high rise and just kill it yeah um, and right now I would say that I'd be at twenty five units right now if it wasn't for COVID like I was on a roll Damn. like the week before this kind of unfolded I was like peaking like in my performance and my confidence and just like everything in life. Uh, I had a bunch of units lined up I'd actually signed three units in Kansas City that I backed out of the same
1: week that Trump announced a travel ban. Did you have to uh, Like take a hit because of that like were there any deposits of any sort?
0: So yeah, right now There's a $3,800 deposit for three apartments that is kind of in limbo um, I don't know what exactly is gonna happen with this whole thing because Technically, I'm still on the lease, but I'm just like trying to break the lease so obviously with the lease breakage like there's a like a monetary penalty for that. Is there so, a credit
1: penalty too? No. Um,
0: I don't, I, I mean, I'm using uh, like a, a business. It's not me. So it's just like oh, okay. uh, on paper, it's not my name. Yeah. So, I mean, um, yeah, but I think anyone would understand that through this time, you know, they're not going to like look at me like you got evicted or whatever, like th- through COVID. It's like, I think everyone I know is dealing with this uncertainty. Yeah. So, um, that uh, I'm kind of waiting to see what's going to happen. So those three leases, um, you know, they're trying to make us pay like 12 grand to break every one of those leases. 12 grand each? I believe so. Oh, what? Yeah, it's crazy. It's like 300% of, of the rent or the contractor amount or something, I don't know. Um, I just, you know, I'm not, I'm dealing with that right now, but um, in that sense, I think we'll get through it just fine. I, I mean, if it wasn't for COVID, like I, I would have killed, I've, I have three units worth of furniture sitting in a storage locker oh, right now. Oh no. yeah. So it kind of just happened in,
1: in i guess the wrong time but then it, then again like we're here we just right. got to get through it. Yeah, so. I mean you already have 9 properties right mm-hmm. under your belt. Mm-hmm. Take me through the process of going from 1 to 9 cuz I'm sure it gets it it it, it changes, yeah, you know. Yeah, absolutely. Well, understanding
0: the business model first of all, like um, my first two, I was paying the entire security deposit, I was paying first month's rent up front, already thousands of dollars tied up. So with With scaling, I I learned this little trick, this little negotiating tactic, where you just negotiate away the front end expenses. So I would walk in there and I'm like, I'm gonna pick up three units from you. I want all the deposits removed and I'm not paying first month's rent. So just like, you know, laying it out on the table. And then most of these apartment complexes, like they're they're hurting for occupancy. Like one of these big 300 unit apartment complexes, they're not gonna have 100% occupancy. They're probably operating at 60 to 80, 85 maybe. So you know there's there's a lot of vacant units and you can kind of gauge that just looking online. If you're like on a on Zillow or something, you just see like they have a ton of like 25 units available. Yeah, you're gonna want to fill those and and then you know getting locking in that long-term lease contract. I do 12 months uh, to 24 months depending on uh, the the way it looks. But gotcha. So that initially opened up. Uh, I mean, just the opportunity to scale. Um, yeah, and I think I got two months rent free on that triplex I mentioned earlier. So I was, I was cash flowing and I was not paying rent for, for two months straight. And that made them pay the utilities too. So
1: it's crazy what you can get just by asking.
0: Yeah, no, exactly. Like I was like, who in the right mind would ever, you know, rent to me for one month rent free, two months rent free, but you just got to know what you want. And and I think this, uh, it definitely shows you that.
1: So how do you know if a property is even open to you doing Airbnb? Is there a way to like, um, you know, filter them out before approaching them? Or is it just kind of like you figure (laughs) out when you talk to them? I mean, you, you kind of have to figure it out beforehand. Kind of gauge
0: them through email or like a phone call or something. Um, the rogue approach, which I was doing for my first property, was just approaching everybody. But I got a ton of negative feedback from that. Definitely, Like the, the real estate agents or like the, the the homeowners would be, you know, touring the place. I would be touring the place with them and then they'd be like, you just wasted my time. Who told you to do this? Like who who's teaching you to do this? Because like you just wasted like 30 minutes of my time. And I was like, dang. <laughs> you know, it, it was kind of like, I went through a lot of ups and downs emotionally, but right now, like, I think I'm pretty good at, at eliminating all motion. And if I gonna if I'm going to go to a meeting and then they're going to, obviously it doesn't go the way I anticipated, then it's fine on to the next
1: one. Yeah. So it's really what it is. Um, it is what it is. Yes. <laughs> yeah. But you're at hundred percent occupancy somehow right now
0: yeah so how, how, how do you how do you explain that th- the way i explain it is i drop my rates 50 percent ah so, i see so i'm picking up right now i'm i know for a fact i'm operating at the lowest rate in springfield uh, which is where the majority of these properties are
1: yeah and i'm um, assuming airbnb's pretty loose in springfield compared to a city such as los angeles new york especially new york. oh absolutely I, it's banned yeah. in new york yeah new york yeah i know well um through all of this,
0: uh, the, the scene is developing very quickly, yeah. you know, there's just like the regulations and, and people trying to slow it down or stop it or just ban it completely. Right. So that is another thing that you're looking at all business like protocols aside, you're looking at this whole thing from the government, uh, which shouldn't happen in capitalism. I think capitalism should be cutthroat. And yeah. and if you want to rise to the top, then then go for it. I um, agree. And that's kind of what Airbnb did to the hotel industry. They, they rose... You know, and then they grew far quicker than any hotel chain ever could because they leveraged the internet. You know, yeah, they they turned every everyday individual like me and you like they turned
1: us into hotel operators. Yeah, just out of nowhere. And you're not confined to the location of the hotels. Like you can actually go because yeah. I was looking at Airbnbs since I'm thinking about going to Colorado soon. Mm-hmm. I can't get a I can't get a. I mean, I don't think I can get a hotel in Estes Park. I can't get a yeah. hotel like in the mountains. But I can get an Airbnb house. There you go. Deep in the woods, mm-hmm. absolutely no, it's it's brilliant. I think the idea itself,
0: um, it's just innovative and it's just pushed through so many boundaries, of you know what could it be what you could achieve. So, right. um, you know they're dealing with what they're dealing with right now. They're dealing with a lot of, uh, I guess, backlash. And from I don't know if you're aware of what's going down right now with with Airbnb and like how they're treating the hosts and guests and it's just
1: kind of this whole ordeal. Oh, they're flipping on them. Yeah, That's yeah. What happened with Uber when yeah. I was driving Uber? They it's inevitable. What's happening? Yeah, it's it's literally stru- it's structured like Uber is like the the platform is. You're you know? not like how you guys obviously aren't considered employees mm-hmm. or anything like that. So yeah. what, what are they? How do they screwing you over right now? Well, they decided to give every guest 100 percent refund.
0: Um, oh yeah, on cancellation. Yeah, that and and that in itself is just it increases the amount of risk that you're exposed to so much that people probably can't even handle it. Like, you know, normally when a guest books by accepting like the reservation, by making the reservation, they're like making a, an agreement. It's like a contract. Right. And in that agreement, you have your refund policy and it's strict. Ours has you're always restricted. been strict. Yeah, like you're not getting a
1: refund. Like you're blocking off the calendar for, you know, months ahead of time. Well, do you, do you give them um- – do you give them like a do you ever do moderates for like if they book like 2 months in advance or something like that?
0: I mean it's always been strict. And I think that all the that's kind of how I know I'm locking in this money for this time, you right. know, like you're selling time when when you're selling these nights. Right. And you know, it's always been a, I never thought that I would ever reach a point where all my cance- all my all my bookings got canceled. This just hit everyone like a wave and I know every Airbnb host got hit with the exact same thing.
1: What percent of bookings got canceled? 100% I was looking at 100% yeah I
0: had zero bookings on all of my calendars but I I just like and made this this move to scale and like you know I I was my my rent expense right now is like 7,000 a month in rent alone uh, outside of utilities outside of internet uh, you know whatever other expenses that you know you throw onto this like I was like I have no money coming in and I have seven grand. That has to leave my bank account.
1: How many bookings were canceled? Uh, I'd say like thirteen or fourteen. Hundred percent. Yeah. With a hundred percent refund. Yeah,
0: yeah, and then that that right there is what I think a lot of hosts were upset about. Obviously, they were upset about it. Um, and the CEO ended up coming out and saying that it was a mistake. So oh, So really? he even like came back and apologized, but too late. The damage has been done. Like yeah. the trust barriers is, is no longer there. Which, in, in my opinion, people should be hosting on multiple platforms you know, regardless of, is that what this. you do? Yeah. I'm on, I'm on five different platforms, which ones? So I'm on booking.com home away. Oh, Verbo, um, turnkey. It's like uh trip advisor. Yeah. And, uh, through and, and Craigslist as well. Craigslist, oh. is, it, it, dude, it's crazy. Um, and then there's another one right now, a furnished finder.
1: So would you, where would you say your worst tenants come from?
0: Booking.com, late, as of late. Oh, really?
1: Yeah. I was expecting Craigslist for
0: sure. No, because we we obviously screen them really well. And most people looking through Craigslist are they're traveling professionals or something, trying to find a cheap place for, like, people travel for work a lot. Right. And I kind of just, I've seen that lately. Like, they're traveling for two months at a time or 30 days at a time just traveling for work. And we're there with a furnished apartment for them, so.
1: So, what would you, like... I think before the podcast, you're talking about how you have some bad experience. What What was your first bad experience with a tenant? my first bad experience, and unfortunately, like
0: this is my reality now. Like you know, I'm making other people's problems my problems by giving them my place, right? Like that's that's kind of how this works. Yeah. Um, it, the first one, and you know, the hotel industry is dealing with this all the time. Like this is not just like just Airbnb hosts um, dealing with this. Like they're dealing with these. I guess, rogue operations. I, I, I think it was sex trafficking. Like that was, oh, really? yeah, it was bad. Um, so a guy booked the place and the guest who showed up and they were just dropped off at the property was this, it was like a young woman. And I was like, okay, this is weird. Like she didn't have an ID. Like she didn't have any money on her. It was just very like red flaggish, but I was leaving for Bali like the next day.
1: Wait, how'd you know she didn't have money on her?
0: Uh, because... They checked in like a day early or something. Like so they showed up to the property early and like we're like, can you pay for this night somehow? And like she had no card, no ID, no no cash. And did she seem like all there, or was she like out no. of it? She seemed. I mean, I don't want to be a judgmental person, but like, did she definitely? It was like red. It was like red flag after red flag the way that it played out. Right. And the unfortunate part is that I, I I literally left on a trip like right as that happened. So yeah, um, yeah, it was just unfortunate. And what what happened? Like, how do you? They just, I mean, they checked out. The place was a mess. Like they rearranged all the beds. Like they disassembled the beds and like put them in different rooms and oh, that's all kinds. And then they changed all the light bulbs to red light bulbs in the house. Oh. It, it was like the scariest thing. I was like, I flipped the switch on and it. Was, like it was all red. I was like, this is not normal. It's kind of getting you know, like a weird vibe. So Jesus. that was my first bad experience. And then I want to say that like a lower price point does attract like a lower tier customer. Oh, like yeah. the Motel 6 like, mm-hmm. this type of person or whatever. Um, most of the time, I don't know because I'm I'm not in the properties. But my cleaners like lately have been sending me like all kind of paraphernalia and like crazy stuff um, with 50 percent uh, reduced uh, rates. You know, you're you're bringing in that kind of all person, right. so it's kind of the, you know what we're dealing with right now. Uh, it's crazy. We found a bag of meth. Like there was still like little crystals of meth in the bottom of the bag. Damn. We have pictures of all this stuff. You know, just in case, like they were to do damages and stuff. Like we, you know, obviously. Have it to, kind of report, but we found people smoking crack. Yeah, like genuinely, I, I pulled up to the property because like they weren't leaving. It was like past eleven, so checkouts at eleven with Airbnb, you know. Yeah, like, get out of the property. Um, I show up because the cleaner like let us know that they they weren't leaving. Like there was just a ton of people there, so I pull up and like these people booked it like rats. Like they're just like in every direction. Like three or four cars just dipped. Wow. And uh, there was like they left someone there. They left like a woman there. Who was like running around panicking, like, because my cleaner like had, like, made her like put the crack pipe on, on on the, on the like the countertop so we could take a picture of it. You know, he's like, you know, like you're not, they're, they're trying to hide it. Yeah, um, yeah, it's just crazy. And then
1: one, what, yeah, kind I mean, what kind of review did you write for them? I
0: did not write the review. <laughs> you should. I heard. did not write the review. I mean, you know what? <sighs> That's unfortunate because like. If I were not to have known that they were there, like, you know, I I don't know what they're doing in there. I'm always gonna assume they're doing like Bible study or like something good, right? Of course. I'm not gonna just assume the worst about every human. Um crazy thing about these people is like I have my neighbor at that property that they were at. Yeah. You know, I, I went talk to him that day because it just looked like crazy. He's like, Yeah, I was gonna call you if you weren't gonna pull up like eventually. This just looks like insane. He's a really chill dude. Um, but that that same night that they left, someone else had rebooked the property with like a different profile. Like there's like a guy from Arkansas with a kid, like that's everything seemed normal. And he's like, are these people supposed to be back here? Like it was the same people they booked it that night again.
1: Oh my god!
0: Like, I was like, no, they're not, but we have a new booking and it seemed like that was,
1: yeah. Wait, so, wait, so they, didn't, they didn't book it, someone else booked it and they still showed up?
0: Yeah, it was one of the people in the entourage. I mean, there's a couple of adults with, with vehicles <laughs> and stuff that were just, I don't know what this, this quarantine got people acting out of pocket, bro. So this was recently. <laughs> this was recently, like last week.
1: Oh, this, that, that whole crack thing happened mm. last week? Yeah, yeah.
0: Whoa. Yeah. So, I mean, at the end of the day, like I'm paying off my, my expenses, but at what cost? I guess. Yeah. I mean, the property wasn't in any like bad condition. Like they're, they're not like messing the walls up and
1: stuff. It's just. Have you ever had that happen? Like no, so, no one's throwing like a party or anything?
0: Yeah. I, I mean, I'd say even if people throw parties, like we've never experienced like property damage. Um, the worst, great. I mean, the craziest thing that I've kind of seen, like just damaging our stuff is like. Someone brought candles onto white comforters. Like they had like candle wax everywhere. And like there's burnt holes in, in the comforter and stuff. They're probably doing some, some kinky stuff. Yeah, yeah. The that's candles. <laughs> so that, and, and, and I'll say this right Man. now Airbnb doesn't compensate you for any of this stuff. Like they're not going to help you get your money back. Like we have pictures, we have everything required to get like reimbursed. You know, like they have that protection policy in place, but they've never come through with that ever.
1: Wait, so in. If someone damages something at Airbnb nothing happens
0: yeah I I mean they're that's the unfortunate thing about this to kind of leave everyone you know every every man for themselves
1: so it's up to you to, like sue them
0: yeah I, I mean if I want to you know cont- it, most of the expenses that we we have to go through like replacing sheets replacing like comforters like they're not they're not major it's like 40 bucks for a comforter yeah uh, on Amazon obviously they're like 80 bucks in store but we just deal with it and kind of eat the costs um, but it's just one of those things that you never, you never think about when you're going to do this. You're like, no. you like, you expect just like top tier people coming through your property. You're giving them a place to sleep. Like, you know, you never think about the negative and that's kind of the reality of it.
1: So, right. so most of your bad experiences are coming from when you dropped it 50%. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Obviously if you, if you're operating at premium rates, you're not going to have these people like coming through. Right. Um, at the end of the day, it, I, I think hotels deal with this like 10 times over. Um, so that is what it is. I mean, we're, we're in the hospitality space now. Um, that's what Airbnb is in this sense. So it is what it is. Yeah, uh, it's crazy. I don't know if you're aware of how much money's in hospitality. I don't uh, know if you've ever thought about what, what a hotel I, chain brings in.
1: I see the Hilton family and I can assume.
0: <laughs> yeah, so I was doing I was kind of just doing some research and the hotel industry in the United States brings in five hundred and seventy billion dollars a year. Jesus. Just think that that's and, just like...
1: And what's Airbnb bringing in? A, like, what they bring in tw- in 2019? Do you know?
0: I don't know. They're they're a software, so I don't know their exact numbers. They're obviously not, like, the accommodation provider. They're just literally a website. Like, that's all Airbnb is. They're just, right. like, a, a software. They, I mean, I'm sure the, the numbers are through the roof. A couple billion, yeah. probably. Yeah, I mean, they're worth... They were worth $31 billion prior to, to COVID, so... Yeah. That's just... It's mind-blowing stuff.
1: What are they worth now? Are they, they're they not traded uh, publicly, No, they? are they're,
0: they're privately... Uh, it's just like a private equity thing, so th- they're worth 18 billion now. I don't know how like their valuation dropped. Probably investors pulling pulling money
1: out and stuff. I, I'm not sure how that works. Yeah, uh, I because I know privatized companies are traded way differently or valued way differently than public public. Yeah. I don't have any faith in the stock market anymore. No, fuck it all.
0: No, what what happened with the stock market just recently is just it's crazy. It's I, stupid. People are losing hundreds of thousands on their 401ks and yeah you know, other investments. So.
1: Yeah, that's the way I've been looking at things. Because, you know, for the past two months, I saw the dip. We were just talking mm-hmm. about this. I saw it happen. It was right in front of me. I didn't do anything. And I've been beating myself up for not doing it. Yeah, I did get on, on Facebook at 153. Mm-hmm. So I put 10K there in you there. Go. So I, that's, a, that's a W in my book. But the way I see it is like, um, I can either look at it as, like, oh, I missed out on making this much money, which say I put 100000 in, which I had like 130000 into it, which mm-hmm. I was going to plan investing. Say I triple that. That's still... 300, or 400,000, I could be down about that or I could focus on how can I make that in a day? Exactly. You know, if, there if, you I, go. if I start making that per month, that's not really going to mm-hmm. matter. I'm not going to be yeah. thinking, oh, I could have made that. Yeah. You know, so that's the way I've been looking at perspective is everything. Yeah, absolutely.
0: No, And I love that, um, you know, traveling has definitely given me like a new,
1: perspective on life especially where, where you traveled to yeah you, you know, know you're I, not just going up to wisconsin nah, right? i went crazy
0: I, so i did 11 countries in one year Gee, went, which ones um okay let's start i uh, did went to china then went to uh, pre-covid for sure yeah pre-covid <laughs> yeah um and then went to costa rica panama uh, europe we hit europe we went to italy uh, amsterdam france ireland and then england um
1: you said, "I don't think you said Bali yet? Yeah, Indonesia. So, like, Bali, Indonesia. Oh, I didn't even know that. So, Bali and Thailand is and all in Indonesia. Australia, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: No, Thailand is its own country. Okay. Like, Indonesia, it's a country, and then Thailand's a country. I'm so bad at It's geography. just a bunch of islands over there, man. It's crazy. Like, the way they live life is so, It's they're so happy. Yeah. They're living with, like, dirt floors and stuff, but everyone's smiling. Like yeah. Everyone has, like, it's just crazy how you, you come to America, and then people are just so caught up about about what, about money,
1: about the rat race. Rush. You know? yeah. Rush. I hear in Costa Rica you go to like a restaurant and your food will take like an hour and a half yeah, to get because it's like no one's in a yeah, hurry. Yeah, no one's in a hurry.
0: They open up shop like at 11 a.m. Like no one's, uh, you know, ready to get to grinding every morning like how it is here. Like I remember I was working at the warehouse like up at 4 a.m. every day Yeah, for like two years. It was just like that was a grind. What time do you wake up now? 11. Whenever you want, yeah. <laughs> Whenever I want. Yeah, I mean it's, it's been bad with, uh, you know, I've just been – kind of taking a step back and then managing my, my income streams, my businesses are right now. But like, depending on what I want to get done in the day, I'll wake up whenever I want. I don't have an alarm. Yeah. That, that feeling is so amazing. Um, just waking up, no one telling you where to be or like how to live life. It's yeah. just, it's, it's powerful.
1: And if you want to take the day off, just take the day off. Yeah, I feel like
0: everyone's been taking
1: a lot of time off right now with yeah. you know, with this whole quarantine. That's thing. why so many people are going crazy. Yeah, You see, I, like I got to stay off Facebook cause like the older generations on Facebook, I been mean, I've been in those comments and I'm like, Oh my, I'm not, I don't really usually respond to people comments, mm-hmm. but I'm going, I'm so out of character. Yeah. I've stopped now, but I was like, yeah, like there's just so many stupid comments yeah, like out there. Conspiracy like, or like what, in what sense? All sorts, of, all sorts of sense. Like we should never shut down the country or mm-hmm. like, I don't know. There's a whole thing. And like I think the moment things got terrible or terrible outlook, was when it became politicized. Mm -hmm. Like I remember it went from like, we're all in in this together to now somehow this political party believes this and this political party believes this. And then everyone, the leaders of these political parties are telling the people who identify in that political party that you gotta believe this way. So now all these people are fighting each other. It's crazy what politics can do, man. Like it's just like your your belief system at the end of the day uh,
0: has so much rule over people's lives. Yeah. it kind of for me the, the way I like to look at it is like I, I like to live a free life just forever free you know it's kind of like the way I like to live yeah. um in the sense that I don't get caught up with that like the, the I know I voted for Trump I don't know if that's a big deal or not but like yeah. uh, I' I'm, I'm from Missouri like you know I just feel like it was just the right thing to do like I was driving up from I, from Springfield to St. Louis and there's like billboards everywhere like this is Trump's Trump County and like stuff like that. Like a lot of Trump supporters here.
1: I mean, if you look at the stock market, yeah, he was president. Yeah, yeah, (laughs) yeah. no,
0: you know, I just did it. I was like, look, he's a billionaire. He's made a lot of money. He's made a lot of uh, good financial decisions. Um, You know, at one point someone was like, you can't, you know, you can't look at his success and think that he's self-made because he turned a million dollars. He had like a million dollars to start off with. I was like, if you had a million dollars, you could not turn that into a billion. Like, I know I, for a fact. I see
1: people talking all the time. He's like, "Oh, he had daddy's money from <laughs> yeah, the beginning." Yeah, but
0: taking a million dollars into account, like the average human would go through that in one year, and they'd be broke. They'd be
1: sitting there looking at like their thumbs, like twirling them, like. And so many people who hate him are like, "Oh, he's a failed businessman. He's only had a few businesses that work. He he had seventy six <laughs> businesses that fail, coming from people who never started yeah, a business who doesn't it's understand hard. Yeah, you like I remember when that guy at the restaurant was yelling at me, he was like, uh, you know, go back to school. And then there's this one guy, Joe, who always supported me. He's like, don't listen to that guy. You don't you really want to be like him. He's like 45 still working here. He's like, listen, look at what Tony did. Tony's the guy who owns the Napoli chain. He goes, all you got to do is start one business a year for 10 years. And all it takes is one business to completely cover everything. Yeah, Absolutely. And, And so the fact that he had I don't know, like, he had a good amount. He had the TV show. He had his, obviously, the real estate <laughs> development. Trump stakes didn't do too well. Trump University, yeah. that's hey, debatable. He's in the hotel industry, too. He's dabbling huge, in that. yeah, yeah Trump huge Hotel. In, uh, hotel industry. Yeah. What else does he He does a lot. President. Uh, well, he's the yeah, president I now. I think that.
0: I mean, it's cool to look that, like, that's the opportunity that America provides everyone. Yeah. And I love being from America. Like, obviously, like, my my ethnicity is not American, but, like, this country, and and even traveling the world, like, to see how other people live, it's just, there's so much opportunity here, and people waste it. Yeah. People live an entire life just going nine to five, like, going through the motions, and then
1: they're on their deathbed, like, what did I do with my life? And filled with a lot of hate. Yeah. Yeah, negativity, yeah. Some of those people. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I would say, I think Donald Trump represents America in the fullest because, well, not necessarily, he's he's not rags to riches, so not that part. But the fact that now he started with this money, but then he built it into this amount and yeah. then he started becoming, launched, the, and then all of a sudden he's this TV star and then all of a sudden he's the president. Yeah. You and know, it's, it's crazy. Where, what other country is that even possible? Yeah.
0: No, I, I just love capitalism. I love how it just puts opportunity out there. Like anyone with a good idea right. can just play on that idea and then just grow it to be whatever they want it to be.
1: And I always notice the people who are most against uh, capitalism are usually the ones who are afraid of taking any risk at all.
0: Yeah, Uh, that, no, in order to live a fulfilling life, you have to take risk consistently over and over again. I mean, that's something that I learned right away with the stock market. Like I was 18, I'd lost, I, I remember one day I was like overextended with a margin account, like, I I'd had, like, a broker, like, give me margin. So, I was trading with money that wasn't even mine. Right. I lost, like, $4,700 in a couple of seconds from a click of a button. And then yep. I was like, yep, that was six months worth of my savings gone. Yeah. And, like, they, they closed my account and everything. So, like, I dealt with that at a very early age. I mean, relatively early. I know the generation that comes after ours, like, you know, they, they probably have more exposure to this stuff. But...
1: I'm uh, very worried for the generation that's coming the after us. The TikTokers. The TikTokers, dude.
0: their their attention span is like
1: like three seconds. That's the issue with TikTok. It, it reduces your attention. Yeah. And then my biggest thing with it is there's very few people who come with an original idea. Mm-hmm. And those who do, the mass of people get rewarded for copying their original idea. That's, yeah. that's how a lot of these people have a following on TikTok because all they do is just do this dance the same way as this person did. There's no creativity. So you yeah. see a lot of people, million followers on TikTok, they can only get six thousand followers on YouTube. Mm-hmm. You know, because yeah. I mean, do you think they're messing with the algorithm? Like it's sketchy how the Chinese government owns all that data. Yeah. Uh you know,
0: they could. I mean it's a Chinese own company, so um, I don't know. Like, do you think the Chinese are messing with the algorithm, like making certain people like pop off?
1: I think, I think they might be faking the views. I think they might be faking the views for sure. They could.
0: Oh yeah. Like the, the hundred million views, like a yeah. billion views. Yeah. I, I remember I was on TikTok like when I first heard of it, cause like I'd seen kind of like the, the musically influencers pop up. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was like, dang, this is like, this could be a wave, obviously it's not who I am and my identity, or, you know, by any means. I'm not going to sit there dancing in front of a camera. But, like, right. I was like, let's see what this does. And, like, I, I got a million views on a video within, like, a week. Yeah, and I was like, this is crazy because I was, I was making YouTube content back then, too. Yeah, I was Like, I was getting, like, a couple hundred views. I was like, this is literally insane. Like, like, how did I get a million views? But then, like, I never thought about that perspective of, like, the, the algorithm being manipulated. Yeah.
1: That's interesting. Like, um, I don't know. I think it sets kids up for expectations that life will never fulfill yeah, outside yeah. of that one app. <laughs> like I saw that I'll always say I saw this one girl half a million views in like three days. And all mm. she did was, uh, it was the first, ha- it was a 10 second TikTok. The first five seconds was her walking saying me walking to the fridge for the fifth time today. And then the last five seconds was her opening the fridge half a million. And yeah. she probably thinks like, that's life. No, she probably thinks like, Oh, like, People love my creative idea here. Walking to the fridge for the fifth time. Look at me, but really it was like because she was in like um, like um, workout shirt, like huge ass. All yeah, that. yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's uh, that's
0: all TikTok is. Yeah, yeah. I, I feel like. The the thing that worries me is that like this generation that comes after is like they start their day with like getting on TikTok scrolling through it. Yeah, so you're starting your day and
1: off like being distracted and like just being dizzy, like being all over the place. Yeah, I th- well, and they're exposed to so much poison. Yeah, so much poison. Yeah. Like you list, like people. It's weird how a Lil Pump's fan base is mostly probably 12 to 18 year olds. Logan, like all these vloggers, like mm-hmm. Logan Paul. His fan base, I believe, is about 12 to 15 mainly. But if you look at his, like, his vlogs, it's like uh, the Lena Rhodes, the porn star, and all this. It's like they're being exposed to a lot of things, especially in the music, the mainstream music. (laughs) It's toxic. I listened to radio for the first time yesterday. Almost every other word's bleeped out. So no one's listening to radio. So Mm -hmm. these kids are, like, going on TikTok and, like, um, like, listen to the Meg the stallion while they're, when they're nine. Yeah, that's crazy. Oh my no, God. Can you imagine your nine-year-old daughter looking up to Meg the stallion <laughs> and dancing to those songs in like the sexual way that they do? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, I'm so grateful that I was
0: raised without an iPhone when I was like right. in that vital stage of like developing and kind of just like the, you know, preteen. Yeah. And I got, I had a, my first cell phone when I was like 18, like yeah. my first smartphone. So I, I got, I, I caught onto the wave late, but like, yeah it's it's interesting to see what's gonna happen that's the future of our country right there so and then it,
1: see so i want to get your opinion on this so when you do have kids are you having kids one yes day? of course one of course. day one day when do you think they're gonna get a cell phone because before you answer that question the, here's the perspective i look at it as so say everybody's g- giving their kids cell phones in the second grade mm-hmm. and you think maybe that's a little too early like i would think that's too early to give a kid a cell phone yeah but to not give them the cell phone, then they're left out of the loop of their entire classmates. I know that feeling. But to give them a cell phone, you're desensitizing them because as much as you want, you can't just censor their internet. Mm -hmm. They can find a way TikTok fucking, you you can't censor it per TikTok, you know? Yeah,
0: Uh, that's a good question. I think that I'll make that decision when I'm in that position. You know, like thinking on it right now, like obviously I want my kids to be successful and like just do the best that they can in life. Um, and depending on where we're at with technology and information when that, you know, when that time comes um, and society as a whole, I think right now there's so much uncertainty with the future of what's going to happen Yeah. that it's just, you know, I, I I was that kid who was left out. You know, I, I, I grew up without a TV in my house. My parents are very conservative, like anti-technology. You never had a TV? No, not Damn. a TV. I like, thought I was
1: left out for not having cable <laughs> my life.
0: Yeah, no, I was sitting in class. Kids were talking about Netflix or like TV shows and I was just like what do I say? Like, I don't fit in here. Like, I would lie about having a TV because I didn't have one. I couldn't relate, you know. Yeah. So I grew up with that, um, that that feeling of, like, being left out. But I don't think I ended up in a bad place because no. of it. Like, I would, Probably I would, in a better place. Yeah, in a much better place because, like, my head was clear. Like, I was living a good life. Like, my childhood, I was running around the woods, like, just jumping out of trees, whatever kids should be doing, not being stuck
1: on a screen all day. Yeah. So. And that's another uh, poisonous topic, right? They're just the, the game. Mm-hmm. like especially vr mm-hmm. a lot of people are going to start getting into vr yeah. i think we're the way i see this and this might sound like way out there but
0: i think we're reaching a point in time with information where there's going to be an event that happens that is going to ripple into forever of how like future like the future like develops
1: probably, and i'm saying that i am seeing it right now i'm <laughs>
0: saying that right now and that's it's it's crazy this this may seem like too it might, it might be too early to say this but like, i think like humans are eventually going to like need to merge with ai like merge with yeah with technology we we kind of already are with our iphones like it's an extension of who we are right like our identity is online like that's and, and you know i make money through the internet so me stepping back and and choosing to not take apart like this whole te- technological revolution you know, that would kind of set me back with like my progression what i want to achieve in life so it's is like too much internet, too much AI, too much like technology is that bad for humanity. Is it good for humanity? Right. Uh, you know, and that's, I think, it's crazy. I think what's happening right now, like the NASDAQ is an electronically traded stock exchange, right? So mm-hmm. NASDAQ is just like a bunch of high frequency trading computers trading in a room. There's no humans. Uh, and it's up while the unemployment rates are through the roof. Like they're the highest they have ever been in history. And NASDAQ is trading positive for the year. So that just shows you like that gap that humans... I don't, non-essential humans, essential humans—I I don't know what it is. Like, robots are taking over. Like AI is just like—it's
1: at that point. I think we're going to see that in our lifetimes. Definitely. Because someone, someone described it as, uh, "We're addicted to progression and technology, uh, and we don't know why, but we're just mm-hmm. addicted to always the new thing." We yeah. like—they've they, been saying that. They said it's comparable to the way bees just naturally pollinate. Mm-hmm. The it's, it's the same way as like. Um, uh, mushrooms grow in certain ways so that they can do certain things to the species around them. It's like, it could be our purpose. And then I thought had this thought the other day. It's like, it's weird how we got to talk like this. Mm -hmm. And if I go to Romania, I'd have to, I couldn't communicate with those people, right? Different language. But the fact that we even have to not only speak to each other to communicate, but we got to know each other's languages. When I bet the same animals here in America uh, try to communicate with the same animals in Europe, they can communicate fine and they don't even need to speak to each other. Yeah. A universal language that doesn't even need to be spoken. Yeah. So as as technology technological as we get, as mm-hmm. advanced as we get, we still got to speak. So maybe we're the aliens. So why, because we're the only, we're so advanced, but we're mm-hmm. the only species on the planet that actually has to speak to each other. Yeah, that's, yeah. <laughs> that's a big rabbit hole to jump into.
0: Definitely. Yeah. Um, you know, I don't know. I, I think that's the thing. I, and I'm fine with not knowing like I'm not gonna say I'm not gonna lose sleep at night uh, By just you know trying to figure out the answers because that's how like you know I live life just like going with the flow. Like, yeah, you know, I think our actions our conscious actions uh, You know, that's what our future is gonna be right like what we're doing in this moment right now That's all we have we don't have the past we don't have the future we just have right now, right? I think knowing that and living life that way you just have the sense of peace um, Very true. Yeah. and that's just that's how I've been living, you know. And it's like the the, the outcome of that, like the results are outstanding. Mm-hmm. You know, just making the most out of every day, being positive. I think positive energy is so powerful. And I know, like you, you did the uh, the thing with like the the street lights. Yeah. Like the what do you, what do you call that? Slider. Slider. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you know, I I definitely know that we're living like in an electromagnetic field, like mm-hmm. the the internet, and, and like just the way that the. I guess energy works. It's, it's just like this concept I've never really thought about. But, you know, just having positive energy every single day, like positive attitude, positive outlook on life is going to continue to take you down that path. Yeah. So that's something that I, I, I kind of figure that out. And I mean, things that I've always wanted to happen have happened. Right. You know, I guess like everything that I ever wanted has, has already happened. It's already like unfolded. So it's Same. powerful.
1: It's weird. It's like, uh, whatever you think gives power to it. Mm-hmm.
0: Like the, the power of thought, like the, the way that I think of thought is like in order to produce something like a tangible object, you need to think of it first. Like it has to come from the mind, you know, like my Airbnb business. Like I had to think the idea of it before I actually got some, like, you know, some leases signed or like yeah. you know, set it up on online. So, um, just, the way you use your mind in a day is just so powerful. And I think the way that society is set up right now, people are just not, they're not thinking at all. Mm-hmm. They're just unconscious. They're just going through the motions. They're getting drunk. They're, you know, whatever. I mean, addiction. Um, things that keep you distracted from the true power that is within everyone's self. Yeah.
1: So. Now there's a global awakening happening. For yeah, sure. that's that's kind of what I've seen too. Everyone's saying there's a global awakening. Like the it's because it's healing. The poles are shifting. Like yeah. you know how north poles in Canada now. Mm-hmm. Do you see that? Um, I, I think I've heard about it a little bit. It's shifting. It happens every thirteen thousand years, but it's getting uh, quicker and quicker. Mm-hmm. And the last time it happened, they said it happened thirteen thousand years ago during the Egyptian times. Wow. So that's why they were so advanced. Mm-hmm. Uh, they theorized that the pyramids were actually the power plants. Yeah. And then the poles shifted, and they said something about. This was just, so this information was found in 18,000 tablets dug beneath some like part of Egypt that they found. It's crazy. I'm
0: so intrigued by the
1: ancient civilizations.
0: Yeah. You should. I definitely think whatever whatever they're telling us about ancient
1: civilizations is, is so inaccurate. It's definitely inaccurate. Yeah. And just look at these tablets because some people will say, oh, that's just their storytelling, but mm-hmm. it literally tells the entire history of the earth and it was written by the Egyptian ruler, I think, Ra. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, I've heard. I, I've dove deep into all that. I just think that it, it it makes no sense. And then that kind of brings me to question like what they're teaching us in school. You know, they're teaching us all this this information, but it's a lot of it seems like it's not adding up. Right. Um. And and then there it goes to the point of like I don't know. That's that's kind of why I'm glad I, I didn't choose to stay in school. Like anyone, who, and this may just bring me a lot of backlash, but anyone who's in school right now, they're very like distracted. They're very lost. Yeah. And they don't have a sense of purpose
1: whatsoever. Well, I guess unless they're like going to be unless they like feel like they're put on the circuit to be a doctor
0: yeah i I feel like for the most part people are doctors because they're told to be doctors by their parents yeah true. you know that's such a stressful line of work (laughs) like whatever you're doing it's just like uh, you know i think most of the time we do what we do because of other people's opinions and thoughts yeah and learning how to like separate yourself from that is the way to live truly fulfilled
1: definitely yeah i'm learning that right now absolutely i was just telling you about this I was uh, actually, I didn't even tell you. So that song I released, The Gato, mm-hmm. it was weird. Uh, I was talking on this on live, actually. Something that's always blown my mind is like, if someone wants to play guitar, mm-hmm. no one's like, oh, he's trying to be a guitarist. Look at him trying to yeah. trying to be that. Or if someone's trying, trying to be a, uh, play a violin, i look at him trying to be the violin. But it's it's whenever the voice comes, because the voice is an instrument we all have. Mm-hmm. So when you use your voice, I feel like most people, when they hear a dope song, they wanna be like that. They're attracted to that, but then the insecurity comes, the doubt comes and everything. And so what really blew my mind was I only got, I think four hate messages, but there was this one guy who created a whole new Instagram account, zero followers, zero following and sent me like four paragraphs of how big of a douchebag mm-hmm. I am how like yeah like because uh, I put up I put up a recent song I was like nah I'm not gonna use that one uh, I'm just gonna do this next one mm-hmm. and he was like yeah you put uh, you better take that down fucker I can't believe you're trying to do this fucking shit yeah and it reminds me have you seen eight mile uh no I have not watched uh, the movie. there's a part in that where he's dissing this one guy who's uh rapping and dissing this one lady and he's like uh something something dated you sound like a pissed off rapper that never made it and It's true. It's like so many people yeah. it's, I mean, I saw the same thing with dropshipping in the comments when mm-hmm. I was running the Facebook ads and even in my own life, I remember. So remember how, so I've actually never even said this on, on tapes. So I'll say this right now. So you know how my most viral video was day in the life pro dropshipper. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So what most people don't realize is that that video I think was 22 minutes long. And I cut out seven minutes of it because in seven minutes of it, I spent seven minutes throughout the video, just dissing this one kid. You told me about that. Yeah. Oh, I did tell you about about it. Yeah. First time we'd Yeah. Yeah. So for the people listening, there's this one kid who born into a super rich family, his dad started the business. He knew his whole life he was gonna get the business. He always was a dick to everybody, mm-hmm. everybody. And so when I started drop shipping, I did 25,000 the first, uh, so it was when I did 25,000 the second month on that iPhone case. Mm-hmm. That's when he started talking shit. He's like, well, what's your overhead? I go, what do you mean? I don't have any. And he's like, no, you, you fucking do. What's your overhead? I go, drop shipping, you don't really have any overhead. What, I mean, I pay $29 a month yeah, for the Shopify, Shopify subscription. Yeah. And he's like, no, like, just tell me what's your overhead. And then we got in this huge argument. And it's just like, it's so funny because I think deep down inside, he doesn't want to be running his dad's sanitation business. Would you? Or something it's, it's like that. Idea. It's That's why yeah. in, uh, I forget what phenomenon they're calling it, but in San Francisco, they're having a real problem with these kids being born to massively wealthy families mm-hmm. and just killing themselves. It, yeah. It's Ooh. unfortunate because yeah. it's like, I try to put my mind in their mind. And it's like, okay, you're born of the wealth. It's so normal to you. And Dan Bilzerian described it as like, when once you start going up, it's hard to go back down. Yeah. And I'm seeing that right now. Yeah. That's why I'm fucking upgrading the whip. Fuck the camera. <laughs> but he's like, when, like uh, when I graduated high school and I got a Mustang, 10 out of 10 happiness. Mm-hmm. But now since I own the LaFerrari, the Bugatti, I get in a Mustang, I'm like, four out of 10. And if I get on a Nissan, I'm like, why the fuck am I even in this car? <laughs> yeah. So it kind of yeah. like, um, your standards, eventually you can never hit that 10 ever. Mm-hmm. Like you can only go up so much. Yeah. And so when you're born into a 10, any, anything, but like below that, even like mentality, especially the fact that you know, that you know, what you're going to do with your life, you have no struggles and any. And that's the worst thing I think about being born to a wealthy family. If you do anything that is a like you accomplish anything, yeah everybody's always going to have that thought. And some people are going to say, Oh, well his, your dad did this. It's like yeah. Trump, you know, yeah, turned exactly. a million to a billions. Yeah. Yeah. But you got the million. And so I see that a lot. And even I think Elon Musk is the only guy who like got away with that really. Cause Elon Musk was born in a super wealthy yeah. family. Most people don't realize that in South Africa, And uh, but I mean he obviously proved himself with four massively successful companies I
0: I definitely look up to him as a role model like for a a lot of like his ideas and like how he pushes creativity Yeah, I think if you choose to follow like like you were saying about that kid Like if you choose to follow what your parents did like and, and then follow their footsteps It's not necessarily bad, but it's not teaching you how to think for yourself. Yeah, and I guess detaching yourself from material things too like thing. me right now, bro, like I'm not going to lie, like before, before 20, uh, like before COVID, like I, I was in Kansas City, um, just trying to get units there, right? Yeah. yeah. And I would have had 25 by now, like uh, undoubtedly I had them all lined up and kind of just left everything just on, on pause. But I, I moved out and I, all I had to my name was a backpack and a duffel bag, like simple black outfits. Uh, that's it. I got rid of everything. I, had, I took like seven 55 gallon trash bags, put up everything that I thought I needed in my life. I just loaded it up. And just gave it to Goodwill.
1: Wait, like two months ago? Yeah, like oh, just wow. like I
0: was like, look, like for this next chapter of my life, I'm I'm gonna need just to be able to move very quickly from city to city, setting up units, whatever it may be. You know, just kind of hustling, building the With, business
1: before COVID or after? Yeah, okay, 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 okay.
0: And then, like right now, I've never been happier, and I have like nothing. Yeah, I, I don't own like any I'm, my technology, like my camera equipment. And then a duffel bag and a backpack, like that's it.
1: And a sick ass whip. Yeah, and then the in the
0: range, <laughs> you gotta have the range. That, no, that's what I was saying. Like this is all I need. Like, yeah. And that that Range Rover for me is just a product of obviously my work and, and like my discipline. Yeah. But it's also like a tax write off at, at the end of the day. Like exactly. I, I I need that for work. I was gonna buy it with one of my LLCs, but I didn't have enough credit and LLC like the, I didn't have enough like financial. Uh, history to to buy it but uh the accountant like we're cool she's going to write it off as, as as like a business expense are you llc s corp or llc so i have i'm actually uh, incorporated I'm, i have a c corporation oh really wow. Yeah. so straight up like straight up america right there like build your way up um so are, also, you, are you considered the employee then no, no 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 i'm just the owner owner okay and so it, i have multiple entities structured like. It's so easy, like just setting up a business. But like the the actual success of that business starts with the idea. So right now, obviously I obviously have LLCs in place for my online income streams, my my core sales, and then YouTube ad revenue. Mm-hmm. Um, I have a structure for that, and then I have my Airbnb like business uh, through an LLC, and also the, the C corporation. So oh wow, yeah.
1: Wait, so what's the C corporation for?
0: It's kind of like the personal brand for like the the business model. Gotcha. So, in in a sense, like my long term vision with this is to be known as a Hilton. And that's why, like, I know that me to achieve that goal would be living my life to its fullest potential. Like, that is the highest tier of like what I could set as a milestone as a goal. Yeah, uh, just being known as like a household name for hospitality, and that shift is happening right now. Uh, hotels have just they've they failed to adapt, and it's been 30 years since yeah. they've they've changed anything. Like, they're just they've been kind of going with the flow. Like everything's going good. We're making billions of dollars, and all of a sudden. Airbnb pops up and they're like, what is this? They, they, they tried to lobby against it. They lobbied like billions of dollars to like try to shut it down. Yeah, But they can't. I mean, just you can't stop the internet. That's the, that's the thing. I mean, this new generation, like obviously you use Airbnb a lot yeah. for, your, for your Airbnb Definitely. endeavors. But it's such a great experience. And I don't think I'll ever, like if, if I have the choice to choose between a hotel and an Airbnb, I'll choose the Airbnb. Always. Most of the time it'll be like lower cost. It'll be just like a your own private space. And, you know, I'm going to play on that idea. I had someone in, in, in a comment recently say that it's not a business if you're depending on somebody else's business. I was kind of thinking, I was like, that's not at all true. Like, you know, if that's how you think, then you're not going to ever, you know, build anything great. Uh, you know, like the way that I'm using Airbnb is kind of building off of this great idea. You know, what it, you know I, I can't recreate it, so I'm going to leverage it. In the sense, like you know, there's people like selling on Amazon. There's people using Shopify, yeah, uh, like to run up e-commerce stores. So it's just like the same thing, and it's just this own, it's its own ecosystem in in hospitality, which is this multi multi billion dollar industry, like per year. So the the growth potential is limitless. I mean all i need is a piece of the pie you know right that's, that's all i need I, I i don't need 500 billion dollars. yeah that's i'll leave that for whoever else wants to come in and grab it
1: they say that's the number one rule of shark tank if you ever go on shark tank don't mention that <laughs> they always say uh like i remember i saw mark cuban even back out of a deal right when someone said that they go the you know the baby market is 121 billion a year if we only take and then he's like i'm out yeah right because i don't know that's like the yeah, watch out for that on Shark Tank.
0: I will. I, I don't I don't ever plan on, I guess, giving away equity. Like, you know, you never this know. is such a good idea, though. I, I think this idea is, you know, there's another influencer in the space who has self-funded him. Like, his, his operation is like, 100 units. Um, wow. and, and he's been able to scale that up just through his own, like, profits. It's just crazy. Um, Are you in communication with him at all? Yeah, yeah, we're, we're cool. We spoke at a keynote event together. Oh, really? Um, it's really crazy because, like, you know, I, when I started YouTube, he was already on the scene with, like, I think 15,000, like 20,000 subscribers. And he's now at 100,000. He's kind of grown a lot since yeah. since I got on. But, uh, you know, I spent a lot of time, like, you know, just like, you know, just paying attention and, and observing his operation. Because it's kind of like what I want to emulate uh, in in that sense of like how big it is. And like you have to have certain systems in place. Like everything has to be set up the right way. And we ended up getting invited to speak at his keynote event. Um, and it was just cool. Like we, we chilled were out. at. Uh, in Chicago. Nice. Yeah, it was a sold-out event. There was, there was a lot of people there. My Some of my subscribers, mostly his, you oh, yeah. know, it's like, I, I don't have that much influence. But uh, we went to Tao afterwards, and just, like, it, it was Classic. a great experience, yeah. What did you nice. get at
1: Tao? Uh, sushi. And then, uh, and then some Japanese whiskey. Have you ever had their orange chicken? No. Oh, my gosh. Best orange chicken in the world. Yeah. maybe not the world. I
0: don't know. We, we had a lot. Like, everyone was kind of just, like, just chilling. It was a good yeah. vibe there. It was really crazy. I mean, just, like, that, that level of... I guess, social life. I don't really partake in it. I'm from Missouri. Right. Like, we don't have that kind of, like, high, like, social status type stuff.
1: That, I mean, that's why it blew my mind the first time I went to Miami and linked up with, like, Noah and Sabas and all them. I'm like, I <clears> not, <throat> can, not only can I actually talk about, like, specific details that comes with the dropshipping business, yeah. but it's, like, it's just, like, a weird thing staying in Missouri, working my ass off with the dropshipping, and <laughs> nobody's doing it with me. Isolation, 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 Boom. Now, uh, sudden, suddenly, most of my friends are in dropshipping now. Yeah, yeah, it's cool. I mean, right
0: now through COVID, like I know, like he's he's taking a hit with his leases. He's dealing with like legal uh, troubles and also dealing with like the government like sh- banning short term rentals.
1: Do you know like what that. kind of hit he took?
0: He he made a video recently saying he lost fifty five grand uh, in the month of <sighs> April. So oh my god, fifty five thousand dollar loss on the PNL. And <laughs> I, I mean, I turned a profit. So I think that. My location has a lot to do with that.
1: That's why you should listen to Robert here instead of him. No, no. Listen no. to the one who who made a profit.
0: Yeah, I mean, I could get all my numbers. Like, I think I'll, I'll get to that in the future. It's just right now, uh, I'm just observing it, you know. Because right now, I know a lot of companies are just taking a massive hit. Like they're like Chapter 11s right around the corner for a lot of big U.S. corporations. And it,
1: what's what's I, I hate to say it this way, but it's ironic how which companies are getting taken. It's like the it's like the companies that. Already basically had it coming, but I took an event like, for example, oil. Mm-hmm. Oil's long overdue to be to be transitioning electric yeah, and solar absolutely. and all that. Boom, they're taking a massive hit. Retail, retail was is already so far gone into the terms of comparable to e-commerce. Yeah. Boom, now can't retail's compete. taking a hit. Yeah. Like I'm I can't even think of anything else really that's really taken. I,
0: I know uh, Hertz car rental. They're like on the verge of bankruptcy. They hired a bankruptcy like yeah, attorney or like a that. consultant. So. Looking at these massive U.S. companies which have been around for like a long time, I mean, J.C. Penney just filed for bankruptcy. Right. It's just like, uh, I guess that just shows you know you gotta adapt and innovate, even if you've been around for a hundred years. Like you right. just gotta continue progressing, and um, it's just right now I think a lot of opportunities being created in this time. And I know you were saying like on one of your recent podcasts, you're saying like make the most out of this time that you have in quarantine. Like don't Man. be don't be wasting it. Uh, and I that cannot be like that's like that's so true. Just be productive with what you're doing. Yeah. Because right, what's happening right now is just giving so many people this like this wake up call. It's like what really matters in life.
1: Definitely. Mm-hmm. And that, yeah, that that for sure. I covered that in that podcast you're referring to yeah. too. Really makes you realize uh, what like Joey Diaz says. Uh, There's nothing better than realizing what you don't need. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like I said, bro, I just got rid of everything I, I had, and it's crazy because.
0: Think about owning something like you paid for it, like it's yours. You, you saw value in it in the store or whatever. Like the item, that whatever, it served its purpose. And then you're like, I can't let go of that. Like I, I will, I'll use that eventually. Right. What I did, I went through everything that I didn't use for, I think, a week. If I didn't use it in seven days, if I didn't touch it in seven days, I just tossed it. And I went through f- like 55 gallon, like construction grade trash bags, just yeah. full of valuable things. I think like the, the goodwill, like rubbed me like two thousand dollars in like donation, so I could just like write it as a tax write off. But it, hey, it feels good. It just feels
1: good just I getting know. rid of that. I'm about to do the same thing. I got in terms of like clothing and jewelry, mm-hmm. I probably got like $25, 30,000 fucking so what a waste crazy, of money and yeah. and that's after selling like 20,000 worth. Yeah. So yeah, I it's it, hey, you got to live and learn, you know. Yeah, I never had it growing up. Now I know yeah. what it feels like. Now I know, it's you, know not you know it feels the same. You know it feels exactly the same. Well, no, I wouldn't say the materials a little better. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, 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 well, the stitching quality see. is a little bit better. Yeah. yeah, like I remember, I got this when I saw Floyd Mayweather wear. Do you ever see that picture? Yeah, yeah of I Floyd? know. I saw you posted that picture. It was crazy. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly when I bought it. But nice. it's just a uh, mostly a waste of money for sure. Because what's really wild to me is right before this quarantine happened, I was thinking about buying, you know, like an iced out uh, AP. Oh yeah, it was like 000, thirty five thousand, thirty thousand. And I thought about it, I'm like, you know, what's what's really ironic is like an Apple Watch is 300 Mm -hmm. and this is 30,000. So for a hundred times more, you pay for a watch that does not even a small percentage of what this watch does, not even a small percentage, like maybe point one percent accounts for the time telling mm-hmm. doesn't do 99.9 percent of what <laughs> I Apple can West even does. read
0: it with all the with all the diamonds Ex- yeah, you can't even read yeah. it yeah it's too I, shiny yeah there's like obviously in society I feel like if you reach that point uh you buy that when it means nothing to you like yeah. when, when 30 grand is just like a drop in the bucket like dropping a penny like yeah. that's when you buy it and I saw AP at least in my in my opinion right like on the come up obviously with being an influencer and stuff it helps having flashy items, right that. if you're using it for marketing purposes or whatever it is you know I totally get it uh, but you know I personally I'm like I'm not attached to that like that's not what drives me
1: yeah um, you well know? What, what Luca does actually is he uh, kind of like your boy PJ he's uh you know he hacks yeah. watches too mm-hmm. What Luca actually does is say he has like a couple he has like three or four I think mm-hmm. and he all he does is you know buys a, he opened up an LLC bought them all under the LLC he put them up on the website. They're for sale, but you better believe he's wearing them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. hundred percent write off, hundred yeah. percent write off. 100% no, it's crazy, hundred percent write
0: off. And knowing that type of stuff and, and capitalism, just knowing that, like the the loopholes, yeah, is how you win. It changes everything. Yeah, absolutely. Like buying an exotic car, you know, you yeah. buy it under market value and then you sell for a profit. Exactly. You know, people will never look at that as something that is uh, achievable. But if you don't, you don't know unless you ask, right? Like, right. There you go.
1: Like I didn't even negotiate on my car. Yeah. I was oh. Like,
0: you gotta negotiate, bro. Even if it's just like a couple, even I if know. it's a, a nominal like you know price reduction. I've learned that from my wife. Actually, she's just like traveling with her, going to places. Like she always just like if something's not going right with like the currency or the transaction, like oh, I'll just take it for free. Like you know, give me yeah. a discount or something. Like she's always so good at just negotiating. I always feel so uncomfortable because I'm like, yeah, man, you can't same. you can't ask him for like a discount. Like that's that's he's he set the price. But then again, like in Bali. Everything is negotiable. negotiable. Yeah. Like you go there and you don't pay full price for anything. Yeah. But then again, you understand like what you're, what you're buying or like what you're giving them in the sense of what they earn on a daily like basis. Like the average wage, there's like $3 a day or something really Jeez. crazy. So coming there with US dollars, like, you know, three bucks, you don't, doesn't mean it's like a, you know, doesn't mean anything to you. Yeah. So um, it's just crazy like the perspective over there. But yeah, the negotiating
1: is something that you need to get good at well, just in life. Look, Looking back, well, the one reason I didn't negotiate is because. The I can like it. I deeply researched them all. Mm -hmm. All of the IE8s at the time were about seventy five thousand, and they all had over twenty thousand miles. But this one, not only was it blue, which is a much rarer color, beautiful color, but it was eight thousand miles less for the same price. Yeah. And then I think he did this on purpose. But he pulled up the Kelly Blue Book before I got there and just left it on screen. Didn't even address (laughs) it. And the Kelly Blue Book was saying eighty thousand. Nice. So maybe he manipulated it there. Yeah. But I think. I say this, I reiterate this a lot just because I don't want the people to make the same mistake as me. Don't buy the car in cash. Yeah. Do not buy the car in cash. Finance that fucker. Uh, I mean, you can get so much. You can get
0: a, a good return with any cash investment. Like yeah. much, and, much higher than a depreciating
1: asset. And if you tell them you're buying in cash, you would think they're, they'd are they be more willing to negotiate. It's the opposite because they make most of their money on the finance. Mm-hmm. You got you to gotta give them the, even if you're paying in cash, you got to give them the illusion that you're going to finance. Or just say you yeah. don't want to say what you're going to pay yet. If you live and learn though.
0: Yeah. I mean, now you have that knowledge. And the. Yeah, the only, I'll buy a Lambo one day, but I'm gonna definitely do it. Uh, hacking out a car, car, hacking, yeah. yeah. You know, that's just, yeah. I don't even think very many people are aware that that exists. Mm-hmm. That type of, and I guess it's the same way. Like, not many people know you can negotiate rent off of a, a lease. Right, you know, like it's just the same concept. Yeah, just being shrewd and just sticking to it, and and then if it happens, it happens. If not, then on to the next one. Supply and demand. Yeah, fuckers. absolutely.
1: Yeah, someone's gonna want move that Porsche one day for yeah. for
0: like below market
1: value. Yeah. So crazy i've been honestly thinking about the rolls royce yeah in terms of branding Mm -hmm. wrap that fucker in bright uh, bright blue (laughs) satin blue just like the i8 yeah hard to miss for sure definitely it's crazy um
0: yeah i mean i guess for me i want a yacht one day i want want a big 100 million dollar yacht so in order for me to get there i'll have to make some sacrifices on the way up definitely so uh it just, yeah, let's just see what happens in the next few years. I think what, what the changes that have already been done, like the, the ripple effect of that is going to be insane to watch develop as time goes on. Yeah. So I'm grateful that I have income coming in on my own account versus other people who are like laid off right now and stuff like that. It's right. just, it's, it's insane. It's going nuts. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I, I kind of like, at first I was thinking, I was like, dude, people are probably going to start like looting and like pillaging if they can't afford to eat. Yeah. But that's why the government did, you know, provide that stimulus package and now another one. What do you think about all that? I think like that's deflating the,
1: the, the price of the US dollar. I mean, what well, they they just did a negative interest rate, So that's confirmed that it's gonna be mm-hmm. inflated. So that's why Bitcoin is looking stronger and stronger, yeah. but I'm hoping for another, because what's weird is you wouldn't think it, but Bitcoin kind of follows the market on yeah. stocks. You would think it'd be the opposite, right? Stocks go down, Bitcoin mm-hmm. goes up, but really like when Bitcoin crashed at 3,500, yeah. I regret not buying, but I'm hoping it crashes again somewhere up soon if we see a second quarantine Mm -hmm. shit's gonna hit the fan no absolutely i I heard an
0: economist saying like if this is a three-month uh you know ordeal three-month quarantine then we're gonna see a v-shaped recovery we're gonna we're gonna get back to normal but if this is a year-long quarantine then you better you better expect that things are not gonna look good at all long
1: term especially with the winter coming up because if you look at the graph of the 1918 flu the first wave went like this bloop Mm -hmm. and then it went like this and then once winter hit yeah. Way up and then down. Well, that's
0: what they're saying. They're saying that this virus lives in the cold or something. Yeah. I mean, I, right. I don't put too much energy in, into like following the way things are playing out with just like, like you said, like this, uh, the, the politics and stuff. Like, I just, you know, I'm watching the economy very carefully, very, mm-hmm. you know, very closely simply because, you know, I'm invested and then I want to make sure that I'm yielding a good return. Um, but if this does go, into like a year and if this goes into or a the next war major, or a chinese war yeah i mean ooh, that would be e-
1: it could easily have Change
0: it would change our lives forever it already and has I, I know a lot of yeah a lot of these uh these young i guess influencers online like they've already been impacted quite a bit um it's just let's see who survives it you know yeah who, who can withstand the pressure
1: so that's why it's important to have multiple streams yeah absolutely how many it, are you at right now um nine or ten Nine or ten somewhere around there. And people yeah. I remember how mad some people get over that. They love to box you. maybe you experience this on YouTube, but they love to box you in. They love to box you in. They're like, He doesn't make all of his money drop shipping. <laughs> He's a scam. No. Yeah. I'm just not dumb and yeah, I just don't just, throw everything in one basket. Absolutely. I, yeah. I I learn. I'm like it's just crazy. Yeah, I mean seeing multiple income streams just like it just makes
0: sense. Like you're not depending on, on one idea or one source of income ever right. you know and like youtube is the easiest way to like turn one income stream into multiple income streams
1: and that, you know yeah and that's when you don't even really think about like i don't even think about it but what i'm making from youtube is almost triple what i was making busing at napoli too yeah. per month and like, that's just like that's about this a
0: this whole is, like that's a whole job in itself just like just doing its thing it's a system exactly. i mean you know you get to a point on youtube where like the algorithm just carries you yeah and then you that you you know, people think that's constantly a grind to like make videos and upload videos, but like I've been averaging like about the same amount of ad revenue monthly. And I have not, i made
1: like one video like in the past, like two months. Yeah. So. Yeah. I get back on. I'll, I'll show you all the stuff I'm doing. Like I rank number one drop shipping yeah. every single time now. Yeah. I mean, you can good. easily do that. There Airbnb. Yeah. easily. All right. We'll have to talk about that a little bit, <laughs> a little bit off camera. It'll, it'll probably take you like a month or two. And then what happens is you, once YouTube recognizes you consistently ranking, mm-hmm. they just give you the rank right at the start. Yeah. So like for these vlogs I'm doing in St. Louis, like I'm, I can, I already know this one video, I'll tell you it off camera, I don't okay. wanna reveal it yet, but okay. guaranteed to go viral, I promise it will, mm-hmm. especially with what I know with the algorithm, that's gonna be the first thing that people see when they search St. Louis yeah. for a while. And it's gonna be an intense one. I'm looking forward to it, man. Yeah,
0: yeah. I, I think anyone watching right now, like YouTube, is by far like the single-handedly most lucrative thing you could ever do. Definitely. Uh, and this time, you know, people think like they've missed the wave. Like they think, oh, I missed, I missed the YouTube wave. It's like, everyone you know, thinks that. Yeah, yeah. That's how it's always gonna be. Like I thought I how, missed
1: the dropshipping wave yeah, when I started three years then ago. Then you just
0: killed it. Like right now, I'd say you're one of the more like established influencers in dropshipping. I guess so. Yeah. yeah. Which I don't know what you do with that type of. Uh, uh, how do you sleep at night with that type of like responsibility? It's
1: I just I, I don't see it as a responsibility. Yeah, I, I mean I see it I see it more like um, I don't know. I think responsibility is the bad word. I just like I like I just make the videos.
0: Yeah, yeah. You don't you don't think about it. You just do it. Yeah. If you think about it, it gets kind of weird. I have thought about it in the past. It's like you know you're talking to thousands of people on yeah. the internet. Like I, I spoke in front of like 300 people at an event, mm-hmm. and I was like I was. I was like shaking inside. It was kind of like, yeah. like nerve wracking. But then, then when you upload a
1: video, you like, you reach a hundred thousand people.
0: And that's, that's an insane amount of people.
1: Yeah. It, it. I think it was a little funner at the beginning when I didn't care. I do videos about look like audiences with shoes on my head. I do. <laughs> yeah. I did the, I remember I did this one video called how to outsource uh, VAs for drop shipping. And the thumbnail was me. I didn't have a shirt on. And then only I just shaved it actually. <laughs> only the left side of my chest. You had, you had the lab, lab mic on your Yeah, you saw uh, that yeah, one? Yeah, I saw and that. only the left side side of my chest had hair on it. <laughs> and all the comments were like, What the fuck is this? What the fuck is this? But it's like it's unfortunate because like now when I do that, like right when I'm filming, I'm mm-hmm. like, Okay, seventy seven thousand subscribers, uh this potentially could get Tens of thousands of views. When yeah. Back then it was like max. I would get like 2,000, yeah. 5,000 views. Well,
0: you got to remember that that's what got you where you're at right now. I, I like to say your, your sense of like your approach was so different at the time. I remember when he popped up in my like recommended. Yeah. I was like, this is like, this is cool. Like whatever he's doing is so original. I think you need to, you need to play on that originality and just keep keep going with it. It's
1: like the numbers can mess with my head. Yeah. so I, That's why I went through like, I guess the past couple of months, not posting too much. Mm-hmm. This numbers, is like so many people. Uh, and then like... I filter some words out on YouTube. Mm-hmm. I'd never, and then Hooman's like, "No, you got to go through all those all those comments held for flagging because that's just more engagement." And and then it's like I did that once, and I'm like, <laughs> you know what? I'll just leave that that engagement. It's not worth yeah. it on my brain to see like what some of these people are saying because there's just so many people filled with so much hate, yeah, especially right now. Looking to take yeah. it out on somebody, absolutely. And me, me, people like me and you, mm-hmm. we're prime targets. Yeah, I mean that's why I'm not emotional towards. It. I understand
0: that we're like they're coming from a dark place to to yeah. put that type of energy out there. Mm-hmm. But things are probably not looking good for them, and um, it's just you know I I believe that you get what you put out. Like whatever energy you, you consistently put on a day, that's what's going to come back in your life. Mm-hmm. And you know that's unfortunate that the, these people just you know they need to learn that lesson. Yeah, you know, and I think once you learn that then things are just going to be a lot better.
1: hundred yeah. percent. Like when, when I had the i I felt embarrassed a couple times, you know, especially like, like even like pulling up to a stoplight mm-hmm. and there's like a homeless guy there. Like yeah. I feel embarrassed as shit right now. You know, I'm embarrassed. And last night I drove through Taco Bell, like a rare Taco Bell occasion. Mm-hmm. And I have the Camry now. And when I pulled up, I was just having this conversation with this lady And then she started talking about, you know, like, damn, they're working us like illegally past midnight. And like the cops have showed up before and somehow the franchisee talked them away. And she's like, and then yesterday I found out I need to get a hysterectomy. So I got to, you know, I got to, I can need as many hours as possible Mm because I need to like work so I can afford the surgery I need in a month. And if I was in an I-8, I would feel just so bad. Yeah,
0: yeah. I, I kind of understand that. Yeah. You know, it's just. Yeah, don't let it don't let it uh, take too much out of you though. I guess just keep focusing on your creativity and like I think the hardest thing to do in our generations to be creative because yeah. you know everyone just likes to to copy and, and like
1: and you get bashed if you're yeah. originally creative. Yeah, but.
0: yeah, and then and obviously like you said like people take the wave like they'll they'll see you like winning or like having success with that certain thing and then they'll come along and you know they'll try to do like word for word like what you're saying or like what you're yeah, doing yeah. and then.
1: Yeah, uh, you know, I don't know.
0: It's just being creative is where it's at, just I, yeah. because.
1: I just don't understand, I've never been the type of person to see someone doing something and be like, oh, I wanna do it that exact way. Or yeah. like people are copying my tweets nowadays, like people I'm actually like, <laughs> I know personally are just copying my tweets, thinking I won't see it. It's like. How do you feel about that? Like, well, I, how does that like make you feel even though like you probably shouldn't address it? You it know, oh, I don't address it, you, you know, know. I, just, I just unfollow them, you know, mm-hmm. I'm just like, whatever. I I could care less, but it's just it blows my mind that people actually think like that's how they're gonna get ahead of life Like I know there's one specific person who I think is very Jesus who I think is very lost in what they 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 have some success in their business But I think they're very lost in Who they actually are because they're only doing the viral stuff only Mm -hmm. like every single song posted on the story is make the stallion savage or like those viral TikTok yeah. songs the songs are not that good exactly like like, not good at all yeah. but just because it's viral i'm gonna mm-hmm. post it and then like uh this is going viral uh i'm gonna make a video uh, it's like it says jump and jump mm-hmm. and jump mm-hmm. and when it's it's like i'd rather be the one creating the wave and have people surf it than Absolutely. be one of the surfers i'm it's like that's why i have a trouble with going to concerts it's like something about like a concert i i just I don't want to be part of the crowd. Yeah. I want to be the guy controlling Performing, the crowd yeah. in anything. Same yeah. thing
0: with like working a job. Like I, I didn't want to be the one working for the wage. I want to be the one creating that system so people yeah. can work in it. I mean, it just, it translates over to, I, I think it's just like a direct correlation mm-hmm. to like what you achieve. So, you know, the Airbnb thing for me, like it was just like creative because I knew nobody was doing it. So I was like, I, I don't have a lot to look at in the sense of like, I, these ideas that'll come for these, like these videos I'm going to make, they're going to be original and I, I can just, you know, play on that really hard. And it's proved to be, best decision I've ever made, I guess, financially, Um, just yeah. right now, I mean, I'm, I'm just chilling. Like, I don't do anything in the sense of like, you know, a turnover, like work, I just, you know, communicate with guests, and then the money's coming in. Exactly. And, and other people are like, you know, they're, they're sustaining themselves off of like, you know, that money that can pay that, like, you know, I guess paying out for a lawn service or paying out for like right. a, a cleaning service, like you're giving other people jobs and like
1: you're, you're, you're contributing to yeah. the economy. That's why Dude, I saw the cringiest tweet the other day. It goes, billionaires have no value in life and they give no purpose to anybody but themselves. And I go, do you really think they got there by, they just made a couple billion by not contributing to the economy, by not giving people jobs, by not doing anything. No. It's like, oh yeah, I'm sure Steve Jobs did nothing for the world. A Billionaire, yeah. you know?
0: <laughs> I, I want to say that I think, People who take away their sense of self, like if if, if I'm gonna be doing something for me, that's not gonna last very long. That's gonna last maybe five years and then I'll be unfulfilled or, or whatever. It's gonna fail, like you're just giving yourself, for, uh, you're setting yourself up for failure. But like if you do something and your purpose is to help others and it's just like you have no ego, you have no ill intentions, uh, then that idea can survive and it can live longer than you. Yeah. And, and so that's kind of what, you know, I'm working towards right now, is just building something that's going to be there. And it's like the word, uh, the, the personal brand, it's called Sleepover. So like that name is already in everyone's vocabulary. Oh, oh wow. And and that's the... So that's your Airbnb account. Yeah, I that's, you, that's, yeah that's the yeah. account. Like when people are booking, they're booking with, with like a Sleepover property. That's awesome. So like, that is like the word Apple. Apple is in everyone's vocabulary. And now, you know, the, the, the brand Apple, they just, you know, they, they put a product in front of that word. So when you think yeah. of Apple, you think of Steve Jobs. You think of... The legacy of the iphone um like the personal computer like that's the same thing that you know it is achievable if you set up uh, i guess the systems and the protocols right away from the beginning like you have you can reach that level of i guess success if yeah. you want to call it and, and, and for me it's not like a, i don't want to be a billionaire just because like i want to say i'm a billionaire like that would not be fulfilling like i've already found my sense of fulfillment and that's building a system that helps others and like it just it, you're watching it grow. It's like your baby. Yeah. You know, it's like you've, you've done this thing. It's your idea. And, and now you're just playing on it and you, you continue putting energy there and it just grows. And that's exactly what I've experienced by just scaling, by, you know, stepping up to the plate and, and acquiring more risk and, and taking on more leases. just like it doesn't feel like it's risk because it's my purpose. Like, I know that this is the idea that can take me to whatever it is I wanted to do as a kid. Like, I, I always knew I was like, I want to be a CEO. I was, I said that even as like a little kid, like washing dishes at awesome, home, man. like I want to be a CEO. And then I remember going to like, I was in, I went to Ashgrove. Uh, it's, it's like a small farm town outside of Springfield. So like I graduated with 30 students in my, in my graduating class. Wow. So my, my high school experience was like bizarre. It was very weird. I moved from like the, the city to the countryside and you know, just that, that I didn't really, I guess, adapt into that like environment very well. Yeah. And I told my personal finance teacher I wanted to be a CEO. And she's like, what do you want to be? Like, you know, choose a career. And she told me, she was like, choose something more realistic that like earns like 40000 a year. Uh-huh. And yeah, I know. I was just like, I was like, what? I, I got so mad. I was like, what? Why would you tell me like to, to try for less in life? Like if my heart wants to do something like that's, that's grand and that's big, why would you tell me that I couldn't do that or like I shouldn't do that and, and strive for something more realistic? Like, What, what is real? At that point you know it's yeah like, it, it's what you make it it's what, what's what's in your thoughts i guess uh I, she only knows what she's experienced yeah and it's, that's teaching though yeah like you know the education system and information the way it's been pr- passed down with like with schools it's just so slow mm-hmm. and you know i think youtube is just such a powerful thing because anybody can become like an educator on youtube and, yeah. and then make probably more money than they would if they were teaching for a full-time you know, salary as a teacher at a,
1: at a school or something easily so I, back to that manifestation thing I, I just remembered something when I was uh I would say about three years ago is when I started getting into e-commerce three years ago today but I was mm-hmm. into SMMA and all this I just moved into a house up the street that my friend Jesse built and it was a really nice house like he works for Boeing so he built this house whatever. Mm-hmm. And I had my class reunion uh, from grade school. I think like twenty people showed up, and I remember they kept saying like, "Oh, Scott, you live here. What do you do? Like, what do you do?" And the way I answered it was, "Oh, I do e-commerce. Not that I'm like I'm a buster at this point. Mm-hmm. I haven't even launched a drop shipping store. All I'm doing is like messing around with e-commerce." But mm-hmm. they said, "What do you do?" I'm not lying. Yeah. But I do e-commerce. Yeah. But it was that that implant Im- implementation of of that thought mm-hmm. of. I do e-commerce and live here. Ironically, like I was doing e-commerce, and now I'm living in the Hollywood Hills yeah, or whatever. But my friend kept going like, "No, he, his friend Jesse built it. it. It's not his." And I go, "Yeah, I know, but I I live here. You know all this." And he kept saying that he's like, "No, it's like that." And but he didn't he didn't really understand what I was doing yeah. to my own mind. Yeah. I was that was a direct visualization that ended up becoming your reality. extremely true yeah. yeah and that's the power that's i experienced the
0: exact same thing uh when i was in costa rica um I, you know i wrote down my my five-year plan i guess because i was like i felt so inspired i felt so like re- rejuvenated just going out and experiencing these different cultures these different places on earth like the energy is so crazy there and that like got me like really motivated to come back and like do something like this idea that i had out there was to build this billion dollar enterprise like this billion dollar household name of, of like what hospitality could be and it's it's happening like it's, it's just it, yeah. it happened so it was so aligned like just like the thought came to me and everything that i've i've wanted to do towards this is it's like it's happened and you know i'm so grateful for that and it's just so if people understand that like what you do with your thoughts directly correlates to how you live every single day of your life
1: yeah it's not it's not thinking how to do it it's not thinking when to do it it's not thinking what to do it's thinking that it will be yeah exactly it'll
0: it'll just happen and that's kind of how i went i met my wife um how did you meet her i saw her i saw her on my discover page on instagram when i was like uh uh, i was like 20 uh i think wow i don't remember yeah i just i was scrolling through instagram and i saw her like she has a very distinct look it's 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 freckles and this dark red hair and tan skin it's just like Exotic I like seeing I like to think, like to think, think right, of as exotic. Right. and I saw her and I was like, well, who is this like she can't be from Missouri Like I, I was like thinking of just some random girl on my discover page, you know,
1: right from LA Yeah,
0: like someone from like, you know New way York. out like yeah, some far-off land where the where the pretty girls exist, right? and uh, <laughs> and you know, just ha- it just so happened that like that was I think June and like that, that fall my cousin uh, posted a picture of me on his snapchat story and I was you know, it was just him and it was just the two of us in my in my jeep. And then she swiped up on it, and he told me that, and I was like, "What? Like, she swiped up on it? Did you know that your cousin? No, I had no idea because like she wait. went to the So I went to Ash Grove, and she went to the neighboring town, Willard. It's like the town right over, like ten miles away. Yeah, like that's where she grew up and went to school. She's like been there since second grade. Like, so she was in. Did you know that when you found her Instagram? No, wow, no, not at all. No. Like it, it was so like I was like, "This girl's out of my league. She's a ten out of ten. Like I'll never be able to." you know, have any type of conversation with her. I was kind of like, you know, I said it like way out of my my reach, but I I, something about that like picture, like I I wanted it. I was like, yeah, this girl is, you know, dropped it gorgeous. And when I, when I guess that day, like my whole life changed after that day. Like I was like, my confidence levels like went through the roof. I was just like a new man. I was like, wow. Like if if that type of female is attracted to me, then, you know, I must, you know, I must have something that a a woman wants, right? Cause like prior to that I had, you know, I grew up very sheltered. I had no experience with girls. Like, I didn't kiss a girl until I was a senior in high school. Yeah. So like that whole part of my life was very like, it was a big question mark. Like, yeah. I, I had no game or whatever you'd call it. Like, uh, but it's cool. We just we just ended up hanging out, and then I was just myself. Like, I just I was original. I didn't try to like be somebody I wasn't. Yeah. And we just got really close, and she's like the smartest, most beautiful human that I know. So I love it. Yeah, it's crazy because like I personally don't know many people who can say that they're happily like in a relationship or like they have like you know they always seem to be arguing about this or that it's like uh you know we don't argue it's just like not a thing like there's nothing to argue about like we're very i mean we're young motivated people and it's just cool to do it together it's 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 very powerful
1: that's so i wish i would have started the podcast with this but it's crazy. The way that you met her is crazy. Mm-hmm. And then the way that I met her and you is so <laughs> yeah, crazy. Yeah, I know. You kind of met me because of her. <laughs> That's what I mean. Yeah, We yeah, exactly. I mean, wouldn't be sitting here if yeah. it wasn't for me upgrading my camera. Yeah. So basically, for those of you out there, the story goes, I'm posting these YouTube videos and this guy, Robert, keeps getting the number one comment. First comment every time, always number one comment. I'm like, oh, okay. I, got, I started, I think your profile picture was like you sitting on something glass, so I didn't yeah, really yeah. see your face too yeah. much. And then I posted on my story, hey, I'm selling the Canon. I think it was the 5D Mark II. Yeah, it's a good camera. Great camera. Great camera. And uh, this one girl, Alyssa, swiped up and says, hey, um, I'd like to buy it. We set up time. And she's like, I live in Springfield. Can you meet me halfway? For sure. So I'm sitting there. Uh, I'm skateboarding on my penny board. And then all of a sudden I see this massive, it was a Jeep, right? Yeah. Huge lifted Jeep, red, right? Yeah. Come up. And then she gets out and then... Robert gets out, and it ends up being the guy who's been commenting, top comment on every single one of my YouTube videos. And i um, you probably saw the camera for sale, and then she, yeah, that's yeah, how it went. Yeah, right? yeah. I
0: was like, because she was looking for a camera already. I mean, yeah. she loves, she likes, to, she travels all the time. She travels like the craziest countries. Right. Um. And so she was just looking for a good camera, and I was like, hey, look, like, this looks like a really good deal. You were selling it like way under market value. Yeah. And I was like, all right, you know, take it. And it's funny because like I DM'd you. And like, I didn't get a response and,
1: then, <laughs> and you, you'd reply to her right away. I was like, did girls Wait. have so much power? Wait, what month was this? Oh, I don't know. It, was... it must've been after January, right? Yeah. Okay. Cause that's when I started going a little more vacant. Cause I, mm-hmm. up until January, 2019, I responded to every yeah. single message on Facebook, on Twitter, on Instagram, on my other Facebook page, on YouTube. It's a lot of energy
0: putting out there, man. Like just, that's so much concentration. I know. Four that. hours a day. Yeah. Yeah. But I, I think it probably attributed to your, your growth in some way, like having that level of connection. I know I've seen a lot of uh, influencers, like, you know, they get to a point where they're so big. They can't like, they can't physically respond.
1: And no, it's like, I'm, I'm seeing some people, uh, I don't know if they're faking views or something, but they're getting like 50, 100,000 views on drop shipping Mm -hmm. videos and they're getting like 20% of what my comments are, or 20% of the engagement or even less than that. And it's questionable Mm -hmm. when you messaged me, did you message me about the camera? I, I think so. I think I swiped up. I, I may have messaged
0: oh. you before about like some random like, you know, whatever. Like yeah. probably, that's probably why like it doesn't like pop up there. But I think like at March. the end of the day, like a lot of amazing things have happened in my life because of Alyssa. And I want to say like me being this motivated to earn income yeah. just for myself is because of her, like all because of her, because prior to her entering my life, I was headed down that like deadbeat path to be a, a nurse and like just work some dead end job, not being fulfilled at all. But, like meeting well, her.
1: I, I wouldn't say being a nurse is a deadbeat path, just to be clear. <laughs> Okay, no, no, no. Because they're, they're yeah, yeah. they help a lot yeah, 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 of people. absolutely.
0: I, I guess just the sense of of not doing something that I want to do for yeah, me. That, yeah, that, that's a better way that to say. Up, for clear that, sure. that up. The yeah, nurse, yeah, yeah, shout absolutely. out to the nurses, especially yeah, right now. They're, they're the frontliners right now. They're the ones, you know, got to love the, that whole thing. I mean, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, It's just before, the, I guess, like, my, my alignment, like, what I was doing wasn't correlated to what I'm doing now mm-hmm. until I met her, and I was, like, motivated to... To be someone, I guess, worthy of of having a ten out of ten girl. Yeah, so that's I amazing. Think, that's cool. Yeah, I think uh, I, I definitely thank her every day. It's just like crazy how life plays out like that. Yeah, and it's just because like I had that thought, you know, when I saw her when I saw her profile picture or when I saw that picture on my Discover page, I was like, I kind of attracted that, you know. Mm-hmm. I saw that I was like, that is the type of girl I want to have, and it just so happened that now we're married. So. Two years later, so, you're married. yeah, we're married. It's crazy. Like, how's uh how's girl? Uh, life with you like do you are you looking for a relationship right now or
1: oh it's doing good it's doing good yeah <laughs> i will say i'm sorry that we waited till the like near the end yeah like, how long has it been hour and 37 it's, yeah but you're you actually are related through marriage to right through marriage to a pretty prominent youtube drop shipper yeah sebastian goguli sebastian georgio Gior- uh, georgio George that's that, how you that say that. That sounds it. Romanian too. Yeah, it's so Romanian. Oh, it is Romanian. Yeah, he's Romanian. Yeah, he's he's straight up Romanian. What do Romanians like because you're you're related to him through marriage, right? Yeah. So So Romanians just yeah. marry Romanians all the time. Yeah, that's how they like to keep it. They like to keep it very uh tight cultured. Alyssa's not Romanian, no. right?
0: I, I broke the I broke everything that I knew growing up. Like my mom, since I was like a little kid, she's like, You're gonna marry a Romanian girl and like I broke that ice i guess yeah. and i was like look i'm gonna do what i want in how'd, my life how'd your family feel about that at first at first it was like the impossible i i, wow. I met her and i was like we can't be together that's how like serious wow. it was so we got through that and i feel like if we can get through that we can get through anything in this life you definitely know? So that's kind of what's going to keep us together forever just yep. overcoming anything so they,
1: they want to keep the pu- the blood pure yeah Romanian. it's so uh,
0: i don't know what it is
1: eastern european they want to keep that i guess I see. I see a lot of that in Bosnians and mm-hmm. and Croatians and mm-hmm. Albanians, like very proud cultures. Yeah,
0: yeah, that's what it is. But then again, we're in America. Like, I'm an American citizen. Exactly. Yeah. What? It, I mean, what? It, this whole entire country is just a melting pot of of cultures and yeah and different like ethnicities and stuff. So, um, yeah, Sebastian, he's he's the homie.
1: That's crazy. Yeah, that's super wild. Like, it's it's weird how. Well, actually, he's the one who told you to start comment get top comments right yeah yeah absolutely so like you
0: know he plays a part in this as well you know because i kind of watched him on youtube he just blew up i mean me and him used to skate as like little teenagers like we'd be like 13 years old just ripping ripping skateboards in downtown springfield um oh what yeah yeah we because he would come he would come over like to visit just like every now and then oh okay uh, you know growing up and then we i knew him like i just we were tired like we'd just go out and have fun or whatever and then Out of nowhere, he just blows up on YouTube. It's like crazy, like influence. Um, And then obviously e-commerce, like that was. I guess he was like the first person I observed to be doing something against the grain. Yeah, and that's what inspired me, um, to, you know, to pursue some type of online income stream. Gotcha. You know, because it made back then it didn't really make a lot of sense. Like, you know, the ideas, like you could see people talking about it, but actually having success at something like that. It seems so far fetched, especially yeah. when you're all you know your whole life is just to like, go to get a college degree and get a job. Right. So it, that that did help a lot seeing him, ex, like, you know, exceed past all types of, of expectations and boundaries on what you could do. Like working for yourself, the idea just like making one set in ad revenue to me just it was like so exciting. Mm-hmm. So just getting that like even making a dollar on your own with your own idea is so much more powerful than like going to work a job and then just being paid for being there, like showing up.
1: Yeah. So. That's just, it's crazy. It's so exciting. It is. Oh, one thing I want to tell you about is my worst Airbnb story. Oh, God. I don't think I told you this. The New Year's Eve thing. I don't think you have. So there's a house in Fenton, you know, Fenton, right down the road. It just Missouri, St. Louis. Well, Fenton specifically, damn near close to Jefferson County, which is the meth capital of the world. Yeah, I mean, Southwest Missouri is the same way. So, you know, it gets a little sketchy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So... We, we were like, "Fuck the bars." We don't want to just go into a huge crowd. Maybe, maybe we we're worried about COVID even before COVID was a thing. Yeah. I mean, intuition. Yeah. So we, did, ten of us, decided to rent a house. Ten or fifteen of us. We rented the house and Fenn, booked it. So it was. What was strange was, they said, "You get up to twenty guests," which already that's, that's a lot uh, of guests. Yeah. Let's do that. I can't yeah. believe that's approved. Wow. But. To book it was 300 a night and then the cleaning was 350 so the cleaning was more than just for the night Which yeah. I guess it makes sense if they're expecting yeah. 20 people. It's a lot of upkeep So do. we booked it, I think two days in advance and then we get there I messaged the lady a while ago. She didn't respond we get there message her again She's not responding. We're outside and we're knocking on the door. No one's answering and I call her. It's going to, eh, eh, eh. Oh Like not even a number that works Yeah, and so knocking 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 and then i'm with my friend logan who you just met he just <laughs> left and i'm like whatever man i'm just gonna get this refund Let's just we'll figure something out and he's like no nah, i'm just gonna open the door and i go what he's like yeah we paid for this bitch i'm gonna open the door <laughs> and so oh, he goes he opens the like he knocks again really loud oh he's like what the hell so he opens the door and he goes oh sorry and he closes the door and he's like uh yeah we're like uh, we're here for the airbnb he's like and the guy in there's like Well, I don't I'm not seeing them. I just hear oh, yeah, yeah. give me one second and he closes the door He goes bro, there's just some guy eating like cereal in the dark like no TV (laughs) no lights are on He's just in cereal in the dark looking straight ahead in the silence And I'm like, well, that's weird. He's like, yeah, give me 15 minutes. I'll get out of here And so we're waiting outside and eventually he comes outside. He's like fuck guys. I can't find my keys anywhere so he loses his keys in the house whatever he finally finds them and goes so finally we get into the house first thing the whole thing smells like cigarettes uh, the dude. trash is like half full that's a nightmare they have dirty like pans like on the stove that they obviously just used that morning wow and then we're walking around the house we look at all the beds the beds weren't even made so it's like their entire family must have woken up that morning so what are they like just Airbnb their own house that they lived in i I don't know. I Jeez. mean, eventually the lady got in contact with me, and she says, oh, family emergency or whatever. Wow. I don't know what that is. Were so they on drugs? I think that guy definitely yeah. was. And so, like, the beds, like, I felt uncomfortable because, like, definitely like, I the sheets were not there. clean. No, like, I would not have stayed there. I remember in the main room where the TV, they had a TV on top of their dresser. They had, like, probably... 50 things, like, on the dress. Like, there's shit everywhere. everywhere. And that dirty towels, like, behind the door. Like, no, stuff no, that, like... That's not acceptable,
0: man. Like, and, and see, that's the thing. Like, with Airbnb, I think that's why they get so much hate is because anybody could just list yeah. photos and then collect, yeah, collect no, money. No, no reviews yeah, on the property. No, it's just, like... It, and I know those people will be... You know filtered out you know just yeah you know just as time goes on yeah exactly like you can't operate a business like that hell no but dude that's
1: unfortunate that'd be like a well well, it even goes further as they forgot to mention that they had two cats too so imagine if like i had a massive cat allergy like i just walked downstairs and all of a sudden i heard meow and i saw another one and then like it was like kids rooms too it was like and then there's there's a whole bunch of other stuff that i can't remember I contacted Airbnb and I got the cleaning feedback, which I think made sense. Like we, we still stayed at the house. Yeah, we dealt with it, but it's like, it wasn't even clean for us. And it was, mm. it's a $350 clean fee. She's like, yeah. please don't do this. Like, uh, we really need that money. It's like, you could have like at least cleaned Jeez, up before we got yeah, there. A little
0: bit. No, that's like, peak, like my, my like worst case scenario is like having some type of experience where there's two people trying to check in at the same time. Obviously it should never happen. Uh, but it's like has it happened having multiple platforms
1: oh. and, and
0: depending on like you know multiple platforms yeah. like the the counter integration is very poorly structured it's it's called iCal and it's just this very inefficient it doesn't update right away and i did experience like double bookings and it's just very hard to deal with that cuz like someone committed and like they, they they paid you 300 400 dollars like you know for a few nights to stay there and then you got to tell them like yo you can't stay here um it's, yeah, I, I crossed that bridge. Though. It was a, such a, like, when I realized, like, there was a calendar that wasn't being synced to Airbnb and it was getting bookings, like, consistent bookings, my whole, I just, like, froze. I was like, no, there's no way. And, like, I had to do, like, six cancellations Aww. that day. I was on the phone for, like, six hours with with uh, customer support from booking.com. It was just, like, my brain was just, like, going back and, like, understanding that this was, just, like, a worst-case scenario. Mm-hmm. So I crossed that bridge, and, like, obviously now everything is just back to how it should be. Um, but that counter integration sketchy. Um, I'm sorry to hear that you had that ex- experience, man. That, that was the only bad experience yeah. really. I, I sim- I experienced something similar in Seattle. Um, Alyssa is a model. So she went and she was doing a job in Seattle and I was just going with her. Yeah. we just living life. And she, uh, we, we booked an Airbnb that was like close to the ocean. There's like this house, whatever. It was like only thing we could find in that area. What? Where we're next to the ocean. It was like, um, Kent, Washington. Okay. I believe that's where it was. So, uh, you can smell the ocean from like when you walked outside. Yeah. But the, this dude, he had the house that he was living in, and he moved to the camper in the front yard whenever we oh. showed up. Like he was back in the backyard, like just weed whacking, like doing his thing. Like his stuff was everywhere. He had his own food in the fridge. He had like his like underwear and stuff like in in the drawers, like in the mm. in the bedroom. And listen, and there we were so uncomfortable there. Like, what is going on right now? Like, this is not be okay to like book. And he had like good reviews somehow. Like people were just like telling like, Oh, his place was great. His name was Stanley. Like Stanley's Stanley. place was amazing. It's like, bro, like this dude lives here. He's moving out for the night while you're sleeping in his bed. Oh. It was just so bizarre. Uh I just don't think that is gonna last very long. Like those people who do that, like it's yeah, they're gonna get filtered out.
1: Yeah. I when did you see that New York penthouse I rented? Yeah. That twenty million dollar one. Yeah. That guy He's extremely smart. He was telling me how, like, he he was drop shipping cigarettes in the late '90s when wow. the internet came. He was making a million dollars a week Jeez. when he was 19. Drop shipping uh, cigarettes from Luxembourg to uh, England. Smart man. Yeah, he because uh, they were taxing it like heavily, mm-hmm. and eventually they basically, I mean, the, the the government basically said they're gonna kill him if he doesn't stop. That, well, that's what his lawyers said would probably happen. Yeah um oh, that's, that's a lot of uh power but he did something very oh it was crazy he had like pictures of him and trump on the wall and like he was very very well connected because he was the dictator for Sicily, Sicily I think Seychelles. yeah 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 and so he he says we deny 75 percent of people who book we mainly only do it for like um CEOs who are in town with like their family and it's a very family-based like Airbnb because he doesn't mm-hmm. want to get fucked up he's like even it, we were, we were 24, it was 2,400 a night for us. And he's like, French Montana, just try to rent this for a week for 15,000. We said, no. Wow. Yeah. We said, we said, definitely not. Uh, can't do that. So, so we, we probably
0: try to party it up in there. Or yeah, exactly. Yeah. He's like,
1: it didn't fit the image we wanted. Mm-hmm. So, and uh, he told me this later. He's like, when you booked, I was 99% sure we were going to say, absolutely not this young guy, but you convinced us, but what he did was super sneaky, but it, it, it put us in a position where we just had to accept it. He was like, yeah, so Uh, because what happened was I booked it and then while they were reviewing my social media, I posted on my social media like, fuck yeah, just booked that fucker. (laughs) This is going to be the best birthday ever because it's my birthday weekend when we were just going to film the summit while we were there. We weren't going to have a party Mm -hmm. and he took that as like, he's going to have a party and so I talked with him and he's like, okay, you know what? We're going to book it for you and uh, after talking with you, it seems like, and then you got to do all these rules. I'm like, yeah, 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 and he's like, and since it's your birthday, what I'm gonna do is, Scott, I'm gonna gonna upgrade you to the live-in maid for only it's you only have to pay. It's usually five hundred dollars a night. We're just gonna charge you fifty. No, no, he said I'm gonna I'm gonna throw it in for free. Just be sure to tip her at the end. So she's and she's just gonna be your maid. She's gonna mm-hmm. whenever you wanna anything, she's gonna do it. So when we get there, uh, she was there. She was like, if you need anything, let me know. And then all of a sudden, she she left, and uh, we're just sitting there. And then all of a sudden, me and Jared were like, oh, let's check this place out. So we're going through the rooms and we open one room and she's in there with her dog.
0: Oh my goodness. And I'm like, oh, the maid stays Vince, with us. Oh my gosh. So
1: when when we're offered a $500 a night upgrade for a live-in maid. <laughs> Don't take it. Yeah, well, it's like, if we said no, that would be very questionable. Mm-hmm. Like, why, why wouldn't you want the maid? I mean, she, sure. she cleans everything. She'll even cook for yeah. you. She did our laundry and everything. But definitely she was there to monitor us Oh wow! for sure because luckily she didn't come out when we we're filming because mm-hmm. we had all these massive lights like definitely super illegal to film uh in that specific building There was even a thing where the amenities were at the very bottom since so new york city mm-hmm. like all the pools and stuff me and jared were in the sauna cooler sauna and then we go and we get on the elevator no shirt just in our, in our swimsuit dripping <laughs> 20, all over 20 the million place million dollar penthouse yeah, exactly it's and crazy. so uh, I'm sitting there. I'm like, Jared. I don't know if we should. And then all of a sudden, it stops on L because it was P. It was like the one below. <laughs> it stops on L. This guy in like a full tuxedo and with his wife in like this huge dress. And then this like really old lady in like an all dressed up. Um, I don't know what you call it, but like a like very professional. Yeah. Athlete. And she just starts yelling at us all the way, all the way Dang. up. And what I regret it saying is like. So Justin was the guy who owned it. He's like, uh, if anyone asks to say you're here with Justin, because I think he was actually paying them.
0: Oh, wow. Yeah, since it's illegal. It's it's definitely questionable. If
1: you Google his name, the second result is Manhattan millionaire illegally renting out Airbnb. Oh, my goodness. So I think he's actually paying them, so everybody kind of knows about him. She's like, after she was yelling at us, she's like, who are you staying with? I'm like, oh, our friend Justin. She's like, huh, okay. Then gets off and makes a formal complaint. But what I wish I would have said was, because she saw that we're going to 54, uh, 54PH, mm-hmm. so obviously the penthouse. What I wish I would have said was, yeah, no, me and me and my friend Jared here, we just moved here. We just want to get like a cheap place for whenever we we're in New York just to have, so just to like make her feel yeah, like, because yeah, yeah. she was getting off on like 25 or something. So if oh, she's like uh, looking at these kids dripping all over, yeah, we just want to get a, a quick place. We should have said we're like Bitcoin billionaires. or something. Like I mean, that. anything's
0: believable at this point. Exactly. Like, it's like, yeah, go ahead and make a fucking complaint. <laughs> Dang. Yeah, dude, that, that guy's risking a lot, actually, just, just airbnb in New York City. That's very, very anti-compliant like compliant right there. I Somehow just, he's
1: getting away with it.
0: Yeah, well, the thing, that's why Airbnb has grown so fast is because they, they call them unregulated hotels. So, yeah. like, I could snap photos of this apartment right now and then post it on Airbnb tonight, and it'll be approved. Like, it'll just go through, and then someone can, like, you start paying you money. Yeah. Like, that's how fast and, like, that's how easy it is. Right. And therefore, like, anybody and everybody they started doing it there's like 7 million hosts on airbnb Wow. and what? yeah like like maria i believe has like i guess 1.5 million rooms available worldwide like the biggest hotel brand like only can accommodate like 1.5 million people were like 7 million listings on airbnb wow like 7 million hosts yeah um and obviously like right like i'm a host i have multiple listings uh, it's just because i see the uh, like the potential Um, Like, for example, in Springfield, the rents are so disgustingly low. It's like 500 to 700 is literally my entire Springfield, like uh, portfolio, like $500 a a month for rent. I'm making two grand off that property uh, on that unit. So like the, the profit margins are crazy as well as, you know, even right now when everyone's slashing their rates across the board on Airbnb, we have such a low like expense that it doesn't even like affect us paying off our expenses. Like it's just like we, we can operate at such a low price point. Like right now the average nightly rate in Springfield is like 53 a night and we're operating at 49 a night. Oh, that's not bad. I know. So like we're undercutting everyone, getting all of our units filled 100% occupancy. It's, it's amazing. Hell yeah. Yeah. So I think right now like being a pandemic proof business or like having uh, a sense of like earning revenue through this time is just, that just speaks volumes of it. Yeah. Um, and that's why I'm happy I made that decision. Oh yeah, to just jump into this. Because like at the end of the day, like I, I like to look at it as a necessity. Like people don't want to sleep; they need to sleep. Mm-hmm. You're no longer selling a want; you're selling a need, and therefore that money is there. And that's why hotels generate so much. It's like if you're traveling, you don't like. If it was up to me, I wouldn't ever sleep. You know, I would just operate. Yeah. You know, just keep you know make make the most out of
1: all my time. But we have to sleep as humans. So, so it's crazy end it off on this one how many units or even would you even do this how many units would you have to be in control of to separate from airbnb and have sleepover be its own uh, entity entity um i'd say a couple thousand and that's where that's and, where you're going towards yeah, right?
0: yeah absolutely and there's already a company that's done that so there's actually a handful of companies that have done that um and and they're worth one of them is worth a billion dollars um so do you know their name Sonder. Founder. Yeah. So they're already worth a billion. Um, and it happened and it happened so fast. Now,
1: do, do they own the property or, did, or no, are they renting? <laughs> rental arbitrage. They have like wow.
0: 3000, I think, in the pipeline right now. 3000 units. Oh, I wonder how, globally. They're, they, how they're getting hit right now. Uh, I don't think they're getting hit hard at all. I think that they're getting through this just fine because they That's have good. they have recession. Um, like they negotiated recession clauses in their leases. They said oh. If the Dow drops 700 points in one day, then they get. Like a month free on rent or something. The Dow dropped like yeah, dude. They they very smart individual who's operating that company. So um, (laughs) I think they're doing just fine right now. They probably like uh, they probably don't have to pay rent for a year on any of their properties. Wow. Uh, I'm just I'm just assuming they have that figured out. Wow. Yeah, it's crazy. Um, and and you know just seeing their valuation, seeing what they've achieved, and just like that's that's right there. Easily, I, I could easily come to the scene and then partake in that. Um, obviously, I can look at what they've done and improve on it, and I think that's the, the you know, one of the things of being first to the market. Like obviously, you take over, but there's a lot of things that you know we could do better. Hundred percent. Looking and knowing that they're doing certain things is like it's it's powerful. So, you know, my my goal is 100 by the end of the year, and I think I'm still on track. Uh, depending on whether or not the, what yeah whatever happens with the economy with with the state of things, um, like I said, I would have been at 25 right now like with certainty i already had like i have the emails like i would have uh. i would have been there so um it's just it's right around the corner but for some reason here we are you know and and i like to live in the moment so right. i'm going to make the most out of this time that we have and that is what it is it is what it, it, is. it, is, what <laughs> it is that's a great i don't know it's just like it, it's chill i like it, I, li- I like to live life like that that's the way to live life mm-hmm. cuz you always you you can always choose to look at something as a positive or a negative and you think it's it's the worst thing that could ever happen to you. But if that doesn't happen, like maybe what happens in the future, you know, it, it won't reflect, I guess. It's like the butterfly effect, you know. Yeah. You can look at it with a glass half full, with a glass half empty every time. And it's hard to do it with a glass half full. I'll tell you that much. Especially right now. Yeah. Yeah. It's hard, but you have to do it. At least I believe so.
1: You have power to, the, mm-hmm. to which one you choose. Exactly. Well, oh, man, it's been a pleasure. Thanks so much for driving all the way up here. Of course. Of course. That's not bad. I got
0: the Range Rover. It goes smooth. Yeah. Yeah, get get from point A to point B a little bit more comfortably. Definitely. Now versus that big, that Jeep was a manual and it had 35-inch tires. Oh, wow. So like driving that thing just exhausted me. Like I was just tired. If I drove <laughs> for an hour, I would be exhausted, just shifting gears, like running that big machine. Um, luckily, you know, I was actually not even going to get a, a, a Range Rover. I was going to get a Toyota. Toyota what? Uh, a Toyota Tundra or a Tacoma I believe Oh nice But the guy wouldn't sell it to me and, and he wouldn't sell it to me I was like okay that's interesting Whatever Why wouldn't he? I don't know the, the day after I bought the Range Rover He dropped the price To the asking price that I wanted It's one day later So it just wasn't meant to be Oh
1: he didn't sell He didn't want to sell to you For the price here okay, Yeah I, I was
0: asking to, to buy it at market value I'm not going to overpay for a, a vehicle yeah. He was asking more than Kelly Blue Book I was like you know Let me buy this Like why not Like the money is right here Like just take it And he's like no he's like he's like get lost or something he <laughs> said some sarcastic mm-hmm. comment i was like dude this guy is just like it ruined my day i was like what and then the next day i bought a range rover and then he drops the price so i just see that as like you know
1: it is what it is it is what it is all right well thanks for coming up Tell sebastian i said what up for sure what do you want the people to know
0: um if you want to follow me on youtube it's fine
1: i'll but, be i'll be sharing my uh I guess the process yeah i always i'll link everything okay to instagram youtube that's about it linkedin all your airbnbs
0: <laughs> oh, oh my yeah come book my places <laughs> actually i don't know if i if i want to mix the two like a part of me is like i don't know if it's if it's a good thing what if it comes back on me
1: well are you are you planning on making any more youtube videos coming up here soon since yeah. you took a bit of hiatus
0: yeah absolutely good yeah yeah. i'll just say um i mean i guess i don't really have much to say on on what i'm doing and, and what i'm dealing with because it's just questionable you know everything is uncertain right now. that's what
1: so. people want to know though yeah. Whatever your thoughts I, are.
0: Yeah, I, I made a 33-minute video the other day, kind of going through everything. I just sh- I shared my numbers, too. Did you the post video? it? Yeah.
1: There you go. Yeah. So we'll see what happens. So be sure to check out that out. Subscribe to him. He's got tons of stuff on Airbnb is such a interesting platform. I'm glad very that I actually know someone who actually is killing it in it and is very knowledgeable of it because he just cleared a lot of things up for me today. And I'm sure everyone watching this, too. Yeah. Cool. Cool. Well, thanks for having me on, man. Absolutely. Peace. Peace.